Salutations. Welcome to Pod Mortem. I'm Travis Hunter, joined as always by my co-host, my sister, and my brother-in-law. Hi, I'm Renee Hunter Vasquez. Hi, I'm John Paul Vasquez. This week, we're broadcasting live from Harley and Son Grocery, discussing the 1988 horror film, Pumpkinhead. This film was directed by Stan Winston from a screenplay by Mark Patrick Carducci and Gary Girani, based on a poem of the same name by Ed Justin. With a prolific background in special effects, Winston and his team crafted an indelible creature for this 1980s feature. Anchored by an inventive folktale and the emotionally grounded performance of Lance Henriksen, Pumpkinhead would rise above its poor box office performance to spawn a multimedia franchise and become a cult classic. This film was suggested to us by friend of the show, Macy McDonald. We'd like to thank Macy for her continued support of the show, as well as this suggestion. So, Pumpkinhead, what were your first impressions on the film? I remember seeing this uh, really young, and uh, I remember the second movie more than I do the first one. Okay. I do remember liking the second one. I don't know if I want to say better than the first one. So watching it for the show, it, it was kind of a semi-fresh watch because I did remember some bits and pieces, but I didn't remember how everything played out. Okay. Um, but I do remember enjoying the movie when I was younger. Uh, and I did enjoy it again for the show. Uh, so I think I still do like it. <laughs> <laughs> did you enjoy it as much? Was it like nostalgia? Um, no, because like I said, I, I think I've watched the second one more than I have the first okay. one. So the things that I was expecting to happen was like, oh, no, this isn't that <laughs> this, this isn't that one. I was like, so uh, but not saying that this one's, you know, bad or anything. I did enjoy this one a lot. But yeah. Watching it as, like I said, kind of a fresh watch, I I did enjoy it. I was like, all right. Like I said, there was there was little bits and pieces I remembered, but not enough for me to be like, oh shit, you know, yeah, yeah, for yeah. things to be ruined. Uh, but no, yeah, I I did enjoy the movie. I'm I would count this as a first watch. I know we did watch it as kids. Yes. I'm sure you're going to tell the story of what happened when we watched it. I can't not tell the story. Okay, so I'll leave you to tell that story. <laughs> okay. When I think Pumpkinhead, I think of that experience. I don't think of the movie. I didn't remember uh, anything about okay. the movie. Um, so I liked it. Um, I really was impressed by the creature design and yes. the effects. Oh, yeah. the, I even kind of like this like cautionary like folktale yeah. vibe. Like I'm down for all of that. I think some of the acting maybe wasn't, you know, the strongest that I've ever right. seen. Um, but I feel like you hear the title Pumpkinhead and this is what you're going to get. Like, yeah, I, I think well, that you what you get your ticket for Like, that's exactly yeah. what you're you cannot be disappointed. Right. I was honestly surprised at what we got. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the fact that. Well, look, here's, okay, I guess that's it. <laughs> here's the deal, all right? When if, if you tell me, you're like, hey, there's this film made in 1988. Right. It's called Pumpkinhead. Uh -huh. It's a B movie. Right. It's a B horror movie. You expect yeah. And I'm pumpkin like, head. oh shit, it's going to be a guy with a pumpkin head. Yeah. Ichabod Crane. Be, yeah. yeah. He's going to be like killing camp people. Right, right, right. Campers, right. I think. Yeah. <laughs> camp people camp is fucking. Yeah. But what I did not expect was a 
sobering meditation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on fucking grief and vengeance, vengeance. <laughs> and the morality yeah. and the struggle you know what <laughs> I'm selling it short you're absolutely yeah. right because I was like hold on well there is a turning point in the film that there I is. did gasp audibly yeah. because I was not expecting it no and I 100% B- agree B-, B horror has everything there's, there's, there's think, more to offer than I, people think yes, that's yes. true I think the point i was trying to make was <laughs> you're not going to sit down and watch a movie called Pumpkinhead and expect hereditary right right right, right. and this is not hereditary no. No. but it is there is more kind of under the surface that is a, a very good point <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> because i was like okay yeah more than i ever expected <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but i i count myself in with both of you because like nay had said there was a story that had happened when we were children okay and all i remember is the fact that we were watching Pumpkinhead when it happened oh, all right all right because i do not remember anything from this film no basically a first time watch but yeah. it was the the trauma I yeah think. <laughs> <laughs> what happened was we were all sitting down in the living room it was the apartment in germany yeah and i still can't explain it and this is coming from the resident shaniac Uh like i have no idea how to fucking explain this but we're sitting there and the movie's just going whatever's happening because i don't remember shit (laughs) (laughs) but the front door just bursts open yeah like with a force yeah and it hits the wall and everybody f- kind of freaks the fuck out. Yeah, yeah. It was terrifying. It was terrifying, and it was it overshadowed. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> Anything. I, I know. That, I don't want to watch this movie. No yeah. More. The, the night <laughs> I watched Pumpkinhead, I got the shit scared out of me. Yeah, I know yeah. that, but it wasn't necessarily was, from the movie. Yeah, and there was no yeah. one there. Like nobody kicked the door open and yeah. ran up the stairs or anything. I remember the time. This is off topic, but the electricity went out in that apartment, uh-huh. and then it was loading back. And the, the oh, I don't know if it was the it was the, the like VCR the, or whatever yeah. said I, we thought it said Lord and so <laughs> it said we it were said, terrified it and our Lord. dad's like it says load like, he's like you need to chill down. out well we thought that it was like a demon or something <laughs> obviously and the, even the VCR is like Lord yeah. <laughs> you guys are fucked I'm glad I'm just a machine. <laughs> But um, I did want to call out because you mentioned the <laughs> <laughs> you mentioned the creature design. Yes, and the creature design is on point in this film. Yeah, and the oh, evolution. No, yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I and I think I can explain why because Stan Winston, who directed this film, and I think he co-wrote the story of it because he did a lot of rewrites once it came to him. His background is special effects makeup. Yeah. And so he's actually like prolific. It comes yeah. through. Yeah. I think he, in his career, he won four Oscars. Damn. Damn. He worked for, I mean, Carpenter, yeah. Cameron, Spielberg. Nice. Like he was fucking about it. Yeah, yeah. But it was, and I read this in Mondo Digital because they did an interview with Gary Girani, the co-writer. Right. But Winston, I guess, was doing second unit directing on Aliens. And they were kind of thinking of giving this project to him just as the special effects guy. Right. But then with his newfound, I guess, interest in possibly directing when he's doing the second unit stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I will gladly do the special effects uh, for this, but I get to direct it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so they said, you know, it's cheap. Yeah, yeah. It's not that much of a risk. And so they gave him a shot to do it. 
but it was actually his uh, workshop that did the special effects that people working there. Mm-hmm. He's like, I will just be the director. You guys, this is your yeah. film. How cool. And from what I hear, because he unfortunately, I think, passed away in 2009. Yeah. But he seemed like one of the coolest motherfuckers. Yeah. I was going to say time and time again, all I saw in videos that I watched, all that I read was how much fun everybody had. Yes. And how he really oh, cultivated this atmosphere of just... Good vibes. Yeah. See, that goes back to Evil Dead. Right. I know. Yeah. I know. Sam was beating the shit out of Bruce, but he was having fun, but and at Bruce the end of was the day. loving taking it. That's like, all that matters. Like, really. He dropped that tree on me. He's like, yeah. yeah sure. like, <laughs> I think my thing is that I. What I love is how fucking dark this film actually gets. Yeah. Oh yeah. But knowing that they're having a blast. Yeah. yeah. Doing it, it kind of counteracts. No. Uh, they're like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> now let's get back to. Yeah. <laughs> Now, before we write this film's wrongs, we would like to issue a warning for spoilers. Podmortem is a very in-depth podcast, and in thoroughly discussing horror films, we have no choice but to spoil a thing or two. If you don't wish to be spoiled, please go watch the film, then come back and enjoy the show. If you've already seen the film or don't care about spoilers, let's seek revenge. So the film begins with ominous and dramatic music as the opening credits appear, surrounded by a glowing orange haze. Through flames, we get the title, Pumpkinhead, and we slowly press into the flames as the credits continue. The title card was great. That was great. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm already fucking in. Yeah. One thing I will say is, as the person who had to write the script this week, this went on for a very long time. Yeah. I had no problem with that. (laughs) (laughs) My next note is, these are the longest opening credits I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I was like, oh, you're going to give them credit too. Okay. Great. No, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, craft service is great. Fantastic. And And even with that, the runtime is so short. Yeah. It is. I wonder if it was to reach... Yeah, right, to right. kind of pad it Maybe. out. Yeah, yeah, the runtime. Also, because I was like, God damn, like, yeah. are you still? <laughs> it was enough to comment. Yeah. On. yeah. <laughs> but um, seeing it open with a very close-up shot of flames, right? Considering what we see in the film, yeah, yeah, that's a good point. That is pretty interesting. It's just funny because these credits are just going on and on and on, but the music is so intense. The music's yeah. like, just wait, wait, oh, yeah. just hold on. <laughs> we'll get to it. <laughs> But we transition to a farm under the blue light of a late evening. On-screen text reads, 1957, as the camera pans across cornfields and a scarecrow. In a nearby cabin, Tom Harley, played by Lee DeBrew, loads his shotgun and snaps it closed, peering around the room with anxious eyes. Lee DeBrew has been a character actor in a lot of films. Uh It's a very small role here, but he was in Chinatown with Jack Nicholson. Oh, shit. I think he played a police officer, if I'm not mistaken. All right. But there's like people that pop up in this that have surprising, I don't want to say lineages, but filmographies, because there's someone that pops up later that doesn't even have a line, but she fucking (laughs) killed it like 40 years ago. It's like, I don't understand. (laughs) It's just so strange. But Tom looks over to Ellie and Eddie Harley, his wife and son, played by Peggy Walton Walker and Chance Michael Corbett, respectively. You might remember Chance Michael Corbett. We just talked about him. He's Laddie from The Lost Boys. Yeah. Oh, shit. I did not even catch that. <laughs> this kid was killing it. Yeah. <laughs> the super important character of Laddie. Oh, that yeah. definitely made sense that to everyone. That was completely explained. <laughs> How the fuck could I forget? Yeah, man. But... Eddie looks over to his father nervously, but Ellie, who is kneeling with him at the side of the bed, tells him to just say his prayers. Eddie asks God to bless his parents and the farm before climbing into bed as Tom and Ellie exchange a look. Tom throws on his coat and heads outside. 
I do want to call out immediately mm-hmm. the lighting. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. The orange glow of the lanterns yeah. in the house and then the blue of the night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's great work. But as soon as Tom leaves, Eddie lurches up in bed asking his mother what's wrong with his father. Ellie tells him that it's nothing and says to just go to sleep. But outside, Tom snags at something from his truck while looking over his shoulder the entire time with the wind howling around him. Ellie then watches from the window as Tom leads a horse into the barn, which I don't know why in retrospect with what we learn about what's going on. It is kind of funny that he's like, this horse shouldn't be out here. <laughs> like, horse wow. need to see. <laughs> we don't want to traumatize the no, horse. No. Yeah. We got to, we still got to get the town. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we can traumatize our child. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah. that's fine. <laughs> but Ellie closes the shutters as Tom heads back into the cabin and boards up the door. She asks him if it'll be all right or if she should be afraid. But before he can even answer, the music explodes as we see the silhouette of a man running for his entire life down a nearby hill. I'm like, yeah, you probably should be afraid. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the answer is yes. If that, if that man is in the indication. No yes. <laughs> but when the man turns around to check if anything is gaining on him, we see that it's Clayton Heller played by Dick Warlock. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. We talk about this dude constantly. Yeah. But very unearthly noises echo around Clayton, so he continues hoofing it through the trees. There were also bird noises, so I guess they were somewhere earthly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Somewhere. Don't want to give you the wrong idea. But the Harleys sit inside, almost in wait, logs burning in the fireplace. I'm like, can you at least cover the kid's ears? Yeah. (laughs) Like, you can tell something's wrong. Yes. (laughs) It is scary as fuck out there, and you guys are acting cagey. The kid's just like, yeah. (laughs) It's like, protect him. So would you lie to your kid? What do you mean? Like, they're just like, oh, nothing. Go to bed. No, I'd be like, you need to listen to what I'm saying. Yeah. And some shit's about to go yeah. down. <laughs> like, no, you stay yeah. in bed. no matter what you hear. Yeah. <laughs> You're safe. The horse is safe. Yeah. We're going to be fine. <laughs> but the almost like eerie calmness of the cabin contrasts with Clayton running his ass off outside, hopping a fence and getting the piss scared out of him by the Harley scarecrow. He continues crawling through the cornfield, but is suddenly grabbed by unseen hands. He's pulled away for a moment, emitting a very high-pitched wail before breaking free and continuing on with one busted leg. He finally reaches the cabin door and bangs on it, begging to be let inside. He asks for Tom specifically, saying that it's Clayton Heller and that it's gonna get him. Tom said, my name's Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this shit's between you. Don't be not... I have yeah, a child in no, here. Yeah. Well, but I mean desperate times <laughs> and don't yeah, go bothering no. my horse yeah that's true. <laughs> it's like can i ride your horse away to freedom no no, no, no. no you mean yeah. the horse is also asleep <laughs> i think my thing the thing that got me is that the the idea of this man running for his life and stopping yeah. here you think it's just he's just a random house or whatever but he's like tom yeah, harley yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're like oh shit yeah. Tom said, mm, no, yeah. not tonight no. tom's not here man <laughs> But Eddie lies wide awake in bed while Tom looks over to Ellie. Ellie tells him that they can't just sit here and let this happen. But yeah, Tom isn't budging at all. Yeah. And he tells his wife that this has nothing to do with them. Clayton asks what kind of Christian Tom is if he's not going to let him inside. But Tom doesn't care. Oh, uh, the kind that saves his family. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We don't need to bring yeah. God into no, no, no. That's a <laughs> right. big book, too. Right. He's taking care of us. You see, that's yeah. why we're inside. He gave us a Get board. Away. Yeah. <laughs> Get away from the door. But Ellie <laughs> pleads with her husband. But when Eddie starts looking fearful, Tom tells her to just go take care of him. 
Eddie asks why his dad won't let the man in, but Ellie says that they just can't. Tom gets up, though, shotgun in hand, and approaches the door. He tells Clayton to leave him and his family alone, but Clayton begs for help, saying that it's coming, and also that he didn't kill that girl. What was that last thing you said? Yeah. <laughs> I, mm. yeah. What makes me I'm laugh? I'm kind of thinking that you did yeah. kill that girl. <laughs> Pretty sure you were a little too defensive. Yeah. yeah. Nobody's talking about that. Tom goes, I don't know anything about yeah. that. <laughs> and I don't want to. None That's of my business. Right. None of my business. But he does extend sympathies towards Clayton's current predicament. But he reminds him that he has his shotgun handy and tells him to get away before he has to use it. Lightning flashes outside and Clayton stares into impending doom as his eyes grow wide. Instead of answering Tom, he just begins to crawl away from the front door. (laughs) It makes me laugh because he told him to get away. But when Clayton doesn't answer, Tom leans towards the door like, hello, Dale. (laughs) (laughs) Like I was fucking talking to you. Wait, did he answer me? I yeah, couldn't hear that. Like, <laughs> you, you got what you wanted. Yeah. <laughs> Take the W, Tom. <laughs> he's like, it shouldn't have been that yeah. easy. Yeah, he's like, he's going to break in or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but back outside, I guess the Harley's porch is right next to a cliff of some kind because Clayton tumbles down quite far <laughs> and he lands in a puddle of water. He drags himself up, but in very quick cuts, he is grabbed by a creature that we don't really get a good look of, and the slashing and thrashing commences. Eddie gets out of bed to walk towards the window, and no, I don't know where his parents are. Thank you. (laughs) They were very clear. Yeah. (laughs) Y'all are all in the same room. So we thought. It's a a big cabin, I guess. Keep him away from the windows. But through the window in the blue haze of the night, he sees the silhouette of the large creature holding Clayton's body. His mouth falls open in horror. So one thing I did learn on Stan Winston's website mm-hmm. is when they were designing the creature, they started with the silhouette first. All right. Because they're like, if this doesn't work, then why continue? Right, yeah. right. And when you look at it, I mean, again, with my idea of what I thought Pumpkinhead was going to be, yeah. I thought it was going to be a gore fest. <laughs> yeah. You're going to see this fucking creature constantly. Yeah. But there is a lot of silhouetted shots. Right. So it's very important. Yeah. And I understand that they did work on Aliens. Pumpkinhead's pretty xenomorph like. Oh, no, oh, for yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Like, so there was some clear influence, and there's a lot of drool later that we can. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no tiny mouth, but quite right. a bit of drool. But um, I think that once we get to see the creature fully, it's just fantastic work. It's oh, great. Yeah. But now, in present day, we see an adult Eddie, now credited as Ed Harley, played by Lance Henriksen, who was also in Aliens. Right. Yeah. So they're just grabbing all the people. <laughs> I'm like, that sounds about right. So this transition was very swift. Yes. And we're kind of already like imbued with this knowledge of this experience that Ed had when he was a child. Plus, to me, again, having not seen this really before, Mm -hmm. I'm like, this creature was specifically after this dude. Yes. He didn't come for the Harleys. He didn't even bother the horse. (laughs) (laughs) He he specifically came for Clayton's ass. Yes. And Clayton made it a point to be like, I didn't kill that girl. Hmm. So what what is what is this? Like there's some kind of relationship between right. his guilt or presumed guilt uh-huh. and Pumpkinhead coming for that ass. I assumed that Pumpkinhead was that girl. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> then he had it coming. All right, yeah. <laughs> Either way. Just some some odd uh I don't know, but yeah. we'll learn. But I feel like in such a very short little like introductory sequence of his childhood, I feel uh-huh. like there's a lot 
there right and it's a lot that gets expanded upon yeah, yeah. i mean and especially explained. especially if you've seen it before going back to that it's mm-hmm. like okay i get it yeah yeah they're already setting up all the lore exactly right, right. and there's a surprising amount of lore yeah there is i wish that there was more to a point but we yeah. can get into that later i guarantee and i haven't seen any of the sequels but i bet they elaborate a little yeah i hope I so know, and there, there's comics there, yeah there are comics and there's a video game yeah yeah <laughs> You mean Doom? I mean, it's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> With a pumpkin head skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's a video game. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But Ed torches some dry shrubs with a flamethrower and a controlled burn, while Billy, his son, played by Matthew Hurley, sits on the porch of their cabin playing fetch with the family dog, Gypsy, played by Mushroom. Mushroom. Yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> Again, this From dog. Gremlins. Yeah, this dog's killing I yeah. was so fucking excited. As soon as I saw the word mushroom, I was like, I fucking know that dog. <laughs> I was so excited. Didn't we say he should have his paws in the fucking... Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but Ed arrives home and checks in with his son while washing up. Billy swoops underneath Ed and Ed washes his hands for him, telling him how when he was his age, his grandmother would wash his hands like this. He says that she was so old that her skin was as thin as tissue paper and it felt so good. This was actually a story that Henriksen told Winston about his grandmother. Oh, wow. And he's like, I want to give. And again, Henriksen's like thinking ahead. He's like, I want to give this kid a sense of family and um, history. Right, right. I I appreciate it, too, because very quickly you're like, okay, this dude loves his fucking son. Yeah. Yeah. Very clear. Yeah. But Ed dries both their hands and races him to the house, saying that the last one in has to do the dishes. He clearly lets Billy win. Right. And they head inside. Again, like you said, it's very sweet. Yeah, yeah. they're adorable. But the dog came in last, so dogs got to do the dishes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> mushroom doesn't have to do shit. No. <laughs> we, we need to get that squared away right now. As the president of yes. the Mushroom fucking <laughs> 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 fan club. <laughs> I did. I wanted to call out that how peaceful the music is. Yeah. When contrasting with how tense and ominous the opening is. Yeah. yeah. Very versatile. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I did see that the composer is a guy called Richard Stone, and he did a lot of music editor work in the 80s. Right. But his compositions were mostly in TV animation. Right. And you'll be surprised to learn that the guy that scored Pumpkinhead, mm. he wrote the theme songs for both the Animaniacs. And Pinky and the Brain. Both great things. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so he, oh, no, yeah. he does consistently <laughs> good work. Yeah. <laughs> he continued. <laughs> a level of greatness. That's awesome, though. <laughs> but inside the house, Ed goes over some paperwork at the dining room table, and Billy sneaks a piece of bacon to Gypsy. Not even looking up, Ed clocks that shit, scolding his son, who places the food in the dog's bowl at his father's request. He then excitedly asks Ed if it's story time, which Ed reckons it is, but before it can begin, Billy rushes off to go get something. It's a present for his father, a long necklace with what appears to be some kind of clay man as the charm. Mm-hmm. It almost, I, I, it looked like a bull to me, the way that it was connected, and I was like, this is going to be important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> and even in all fairness, whatever it is, the necklace barely becomes important it it does after don't forget about the necklace that's well, the point yeah, yeah. remember yeah. the necklace yeah but don't expect more of the necklace <laughs> <laughs> like i did but billy tells him that he doesn't have to wear it all the time just whenever he feels like it which is a very adult yeah, yeah. he's like i understand it's not gonna fit every outfit it does, yeah. I was gonna say, it doesn't go with everything. <laughs> it's a statement piece <laughs> 
But Ed hugs his son, telling him that he'll never take it off. But with the gift out of the way, it's now story time. Ed tells of a scruffy old man who he describes as a real yes and no type, which I have no idea what that means. <laughs> but Billy fucking laps it yeah. up. <laughs> so it must be an inside it's joke. An, I was going to say it's an inside joke. It wasn't for us. Oh, okay. yeah. It wasn't good, for us. Good for them. But that scruffy old man had a son who he knew would grow up to be something special. It sounds like one of those stories where it's like, and that boy yeah. <laughs> is you. <laughs> so it's very sweet. I'm the yes and no yeah. man. Yeah. <laughs> Which I still don't, I still yeah. don't get. <laughs> but before we get any closure and finding out that Billy is the boy, <laughs> we cut to a truck speeding down the road with a car following close behind, both with dirt bikes on trailers. The truck is driven by Steve, played by Joel Hoffman. Maggie, his girlfriend, played by Carrie Rimson, rides passenger. But Steve scolds Tracy, played by Cynthia Bain, who's in the back seat, telling her that a guy called Joel is a great guy once you get to know him. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I won't pass judgment on Joel yet. I will say we spend enough time with Joel (laughs) to to determine. You can form your own opinion. But what made me laugh as well is that we join this during a conversation i think yeah so tracy's like joel's a piece of shit <laughs> yeah <laughs> and we missed that but yes um but also in the back seat is chris tracy's boyfriend played by jeff east chris just sits there but in the following car is joel the topic of conversation played by todd gack himself yes. john diaquino <laughs> as he speeds past the truck he honks his horn and asks Kim, his girlfriend, played by Kimberly Ross, for a beer. He's pretty cool, huh? Yeah, he's, what a badass. Are we supposed to? And I believe there's a leather jacket in yeah, there. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I do want to say I, I saw an interview with Diaquino, and he was actually saying that he was auditioning for the role of Chris, who was Tracy's boyfriend in the other car. Uh-huh. Right. But according to that interview, before they even started the audition, him and the actor who eventually would play Chris, Jeff East, got into a fight. Oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) And then the auditioners brought them in together to audition, and they already had this animosity from getting in the argument. (laughs) 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 And so they're like, hey, how about you try for Joel, man? And they're just fucking really going at it. That's hilarious. (laughs) That's great. They both got the part based on them being pissed off at each other. (laughs) It all worked out. It did. But they became friends after, so it's fine. All right. (laughs) Don't worry about it. He wasn't as much of a dick on screen. (laughs) Hopefully. (laughs) God damn. But Steve honks back, telling his friends that they're about 50 miles out from the cabin. In the car, though, Kim has retrieved the beer for Joel, but asks him why he always has to bring that stupid rifle with him. That did make me laugh because I'm like, oh, this is going to come. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, <laughs> we're really getting the whole picture painted yeah. of, you know, what's going on. But Joel's response in his best Stallone, but really sounding more like Travolta. <laughs> <laughs> Joel says that you never know what you're going to find in the jungle. All right. You're going to a cabin. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. In the forest, you mean? Yeah. Okay. I guess it's a Rambo thing, but she cracks his beer open for him and puts it to his lips for him to sip it. He can't even, (laughs) he can't Can't even drink and drive. (laughs) (laughs) But Ed, Billy and Gypsy arrive in their truck at Harley and Son Grocery. Once out of the truck, Ed pours a gasoline can into a dog bowl and Gypsy starts lapping it up. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. But I'm, I think it's water. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they probably just shouldn't have done that. No. <laughs> I was like, so either Gypsy's a robot or... Yeah. <laughs> 
learned something was really long wrong at Harley and Son Grocery. <laughs> but Ed, Ed and Billy begin opening duties for the store, getting the produce misted and displayed, while also joking around and spraying each other. That looked pretty genuine. Him playing. Yes. Was, I was like, man, I bet they're they're ha- that kid's having fun yeah. making this movie. Something it's very me sweet. It's yeah. Probably unscripted the way they probably. But it really sells what we need for later. Oh yeah. Yeah. And I think they do a really good job of it. Yeah. One thing I did want to point out, I read that interview with the co-writer, and he had said that their goal, now that we've seen both night and day, right? He said their goal was for the nighttime scenes to evoke Mario Bava. Which all right. I, all right. I, <laughs> Did they succeed? No. But <laughs> <laughs> he said for the daytime scenes, their goal was to evoke deliverance. The all fuck? Right. Yeah. And I don't really, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you get an A for effort. Yeah. On <laughs> both. Yeah. And I really don't know. Is it, there's, there's no banjo. Yeah. <laughs> so there's, I wouldn't, and that's not something I would want to evoke for these scenes either. Yeah. No. I thought that was a very strange... You know, it worked out. It yeah. worked out. I mean, we, we you get what you get. Yeah. <laughs> but on the road, Tracy notices a man wandering down the street and very frantically asks Steve to pull over so she can take a picture of him. She says a picture of this. Oh. Yeah. yeah. So already I'm like, I, I already don't like Joel. No. Um, and then that little comment really put me off of the rest yeah. of the group. I was like, really? Yeah. yeah. Steve refuses, though, saying that people can be really weird and recounts a story about a man who murdered his wife and ate her body to dispose of the evidence. Uh, this man's just walking down the road. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no I feel shit. like it's a little bit of a leap. Uh-huh. But the fact that she's like, let me get a picture of this. And he's like... People are weird. Like, they don't like you shoving a can- uh, a camera randomly <laughs> yeah. in their face. Like, no. What a weirdo. We probably killed this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Like, what are you talking about? It's, it's a leap. It, yes. Yeah. Is it me or is the dub a little off here? Oh, it is. That? No, All it right. is. Yeah. <laughs> it absolutely I was like, was the engine too loud? Or- <laughs> <laughs> but Steve says that the police found the wife's severed foot in a pot with carrots and onions. And as they passed the disheveled wanderer, who was holding a rifle, mind you, Steve says that he thinks that that was the guy who did it. Well, you never know what you're going to find in the jungle. <laughs> you know, we've already established yeah, this. It's made it very clear. Take your rifle everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, at least they were getting their veggies in. I mean, I'm not condoning cannibalism. I'm just saying but at least... it was a well-rounded... Uh, yeah, there when was you, balance yeah. to it. When you think of the food pyramid, <laughs> which I've heard is a scam. Really? I've heard that's bullshit. Because honestly... The grains are at the bottom, and that's a lot of carbs. <laughs> 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 and the sugar is at the top, which tastes the best. So, <laughs> so definitely, I don't, I don't agree. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to point out that as he says this, he points right in the man's face. Leave yeah. that fucking dude alone, and man. And Tracy does take a picture. Yeah. yeah. And I, we also never see this man again, which no. I thought we would. No. I thought that he was going to have something to do with Pumpkinhead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we never, no. we never see him he's again. Just a he's, guy. he's carrying rabbits. He was just out there hunting. Yeah. But he's just a guy that, you know, killed his wife and ate her uh, yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like he's got <laughs> enough rabbits <laughs> to not need to eat his wife. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your fuck? whole story's falling yeah. apart. <laughs> You're just a dick, Steve, I think. <laughs> but both vehicles arrive and park outside of Harley and Son Grocery. Joel finishes his beer and tosses the can, approaching the storefront with Kim at his side. Gypsy isn't about it, though, and when Billy opens up the door, the dog runs up on their spot and barks at them. 
even the dog knows you're trash, dude. Yeah. yeah. Like this is as soon as they get out of the car, they're fucking littering. I'm like, yeah. I hate them. I hate yeah. all of them. And I know not all of them deserve the hate, but I'm lumping them together at this point as well, of watching this. Well, yeah, we know them as a group so far. Uh, yeah. yeah. And, and honestly, I'm like, yeah. I'm mad. Yeah. Guilt by association. Yeah. yeah. If you choose to hang out with Joel. And there's something, there are some very odd, like, redemption arcs that they attempt yeah, in this okay. film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because we'll that get we'll to that. Talk. I have in my notes. I'm, I'm not really on board with, the, no. with what you're trying to do. Really, for any of them. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm, like, unclear. I know that there's something to do with motorcycles and a cabin. Right. Yeah. I don't know why they're traveling together. And then as they kind of differentiate these couples from, each other it's like why are y'all even hanging out this like, is a great question i don't i'm it's very confusing but billy rushes out to stop <laughs> the dog <laughs> and before things get too hairy he does ed just watches this all happen from the doorway but joel cracks wise about billy's glasses and tracy's like jesus christ he is a kid yeah you better leave that fucking baby alone i was yeah. so mad because he says that about his glasses and they're like oh my god dude he's like i was just saying yeah, it's like yeah. come on <laughs> the kids got ugly fucking like what were you about to say like, we were all thinking it. Yeah. <laughs> i was just saying but i was pleased to see the rest of the group isn't about that joke yeah. either yeah because i was like you know joel's the wearing a leather jacket yeah he's probably like the fonzie of the he's group the leader everybody yeah. thinks he's all cool <laughs> i struggled because i was like i wanted to call them kids but he's clearly like 30 um, no yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, like, I think we're the same age yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and i refuse i can't call someone my age kid yeah. <laughs> but tracy and chris politely chat with billy to kind of smooth things over and billy introduces himself and his dog to them maggie heads inside the store while kim watches the group from the porch I guess because bullying a small child didn't go over very well. Yeah. Joel is ready to blow this popsicle stand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you guys were cool. Yeah, man. Like, <laughs> my jokes aren't going to land. I'm going to the cabin. <laughs> but he gets a very reluctant Steve to help him get his dirt bike from the truck and starts it up, taking off. Gypsy, who was playing fetch with Billy, barks very loudly as Joel speeds away. And as he speeds away, he catches some air and he's really just showing off for no apparent reason. Yeah. yeah. Um, Gypsy said, not in my fucking house. <laughs> yeah. I, didn't, I don't get this whole motorcycle interlude at all. Not really. Because we're going home. Like, we're going to the cabin. I'm presuming they've been to this cabin before. Right. Yeah. It's like, it and seems that, like a family thing. Yeah, that's yeah. where we're going to ride bikes. Because you don't even know what's out here. Like, you just stopped at a random thing and you're just zipping across the hills. Like, this was just weird. No, it was a lot. You remember on, was it Last House on the Left where that kid just started doing flips for no reason? <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of what this feels like. It's like someone just wanted to show off their skills. <laughs> cool, dude. Yeah. You're awesome. Yeah, we're very proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> but just then, Mr. Wallace, played by George Buck Flower, pulls up in his truck I don't know if you guys remember because he had a very small role, but Flower is like a carpenter mainstay. Yeah. If you remember on The Fog, he was stabbed by a ghost pirate. <laughs> <laughs> he looked very right. familiar yeah. to me. He's been, I think he was in Escape from New York. Okay. Like all over the place. Nice. Another good character actor. Yeah. But in the back of his truck are five children. Bund, played by Brian Brimmer. Jimmy Joe, played by Joseph Pirro. Hesse, played by Devin Odessa. <laughs> Wallace Kid, played by Jandy Swanson, and Wallace Kid. <laughs> All right. All right. Played by Mayim Bialik. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Yeah. She has Jeopardy now. Yeah, well, good for her. I don't care for yeah. her. Yeah. We can move on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember hearing some things. Yeah. <laughs> I also never watched The Big Bang Theory, but. Uh, no. Yeah. I, I had no idea who she is. She's oh, awesome. Yeah. 
That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. She mm-hmm. was she was also Blossom. And I loved Blossom. Couldn't I thought that was we her should have just name? stayed there. Her real name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing. I'll, okay, I'll kind of smooth it out a little bit. Brian Bremer, who plays Bunt, he also played Nick in the second season of Telltale's The Walking Dead. Oh, all right. I will allow it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I are forgive we, the rest. Are we on yes. good terms? Okay. <laughs> I've been made. I've been made happy. Again. <laughs> I accept your offering. Just think of mushroom, and you'll. <laughs> I'll be fine. But Mr. Wallace blows his nose into a handkerchief and tells his grandkids to stay put as they hop out of the back. He sizes up Kim before heading inside the store as well. I don't know if it's just like a you know uh, country mouse, city mouse thing. Yeah. I maybe I don't know. I feel like they've made this dude's like a caricature. Yeah. yeah. Because not only is he carting around all these filthy very dirty children yeah um he looks her up and down like he's considering beating her ass and then <laughs> yeah. he scratches his ass no he, he does and then like, y'all did not have to do him like that the man the man's a character <laughs> wondered why there, he did are, that too. there are farmers that uh-huh. are regular ass people dude yeah, like right. he did not need to do all this but we're trying to do deliverance yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. deliverance <laughs> But the kids kind of marvel at Tracy's camera, except for Bunt, who knows what it is, and Tracy snaps a photo of the girls. This kind of struck me as weird. Yeah. Because it's a very odd mix. You have the girls who are like, what's that? Yeah. And then Bunt's like, oh, it's a Nikon SLR or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Like, you would think growing up in the same house. Well, but we learn learn in a little bit that Bunt is out in the world. True. Like, maybe the the younger kids are stuck at the farm, but this boy knows shit. That is very fair. That's fair. I'll give him that. (laughs) (laughs) And maybe he's seen a couple Nikons. (laughs) You know, the things you accumulate. You know? But (laughs) inside the store, Ed greets Mr. Wallace, and it's clear that he's a regular customer. Steve and Maggie snag some supplies, but are very bummed to find out that Harley Grocery does not sell alcohol. But outside, Jimmy Joe grabs the ball that Gypsy was fetching, which draws the ire of the rest of the Wallace children. Bunt takes notice of this, and using his big brother powers, gets Jimmy Joe to hand it over. Bunt then tells him that he's done bad, and they all know what settles on the bad ones. Hesse answers with a sly smile. Pumpkinhead. The girls chanted at him as they walk around him, and Jimmy Joe, another true Shaniac, says that Pumpkinhead... (laughs) (laughs) He says Pumpkinhead is not real. But they ask him, what about Mr. Foley? And Jimmy Joe just responds that Mr. Foley moved away. Mm-mm-mm. No. <laughs> the girls disagree, as does Bunt, who says that Pumpkinhead tore his head off and drank all the blood. There's a lot of discrepancies. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that's a big gap. Between these two stories. <laughs> Isn't this your brother? Why are you all circling him like that? I don't know. Yeah, they, yeah. they, they like, were. What the fuck? Y'all gonna beat him up? <laughs> like, I I don't understand terrorizing younger siblings. Right. Nate, can it's you? Cause, it's because you don't have a younger yeah. sibling. <laughs> can you, you fill us in on that? It's fun. <laughs> it's fun. But Plus, Jimmy Joe did do bad. He did, but that was w- Mushroom's ball. Keep your fucking mitts yeah. off of it. It wasn't that yeah. bad. He <laughs> <laughs> could have been about to play fetch with him. Don't mess with Mushroom shit. Or what did he say? He's gonna rip your head off yeah. and drink, <laughs> all and your, drink blood. your blood. But this is when I started cracking up. Punishment doesn't yeah. fit the crime. No, it does not. But this is when I started cracking up because they start dropping some bars. I, yeah. That is my literal yeah. next note. They're dropping bars about Pumpkinhead. And like collectively. Yeah. They say, stay away from Pumpkinhead unless you're tired of living. His enemies are mostly dead. He's mean and unforgiving. 
The rhymes continue faintly in the background as Mr. Wallace places his items on the store counter. Ed just rests against the register, and we see flashes of his memory of the night in 1957. The rhyme then continues against Jimmy Joe's protests. Bolted doors and windows barred. Guard dogs prowling in the yard. Won't protect you till you're dead. Nothing will from Pumpkinhead. Bunt's like, I got no snare in my headphones. Yeah. <laughs> but I was like, God, God damn, there's a second verse. Is this the poem? Yes. Okay, very cool. But the like, they're circling this little boy, like yeah. you said. Yeah. And Ed is like you know reflecting on his own trauma yeah. mm-hmm. but clearly like they hear this child being terrorized oh, outside yeah. and everybody's like hey chief like your boy's getting traumatized yeah. down there. Like, like nobody well, gives a shit he shouldn't have taken the ball is what I guess. Yeah. <laughs> but one thing i will say is that this is like you said the poem that was written by ed justin yeah but they like there's like five or six stanzas yeah i feel like it's a lot to memorize to like try to scare your little brother right? yeah. <laughs> when you commit to I, a yeah. bit i guess but i was thinking about even like freddie's song was just counting to 10 and doing it by twos at that yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> we're gonna shorten this show. <laughs> 10 impossible no, 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 no. that's too much but this is like a fucking ballad <laughs> but jimmy joe screams for them to stop as does tracy who looks very uneasy tracy's like you're scaring your mother yeah. <laughs> you're scaring uh the kid the yeah, kid yeah the kid just the kid but Hesse persists with another pumpkin head, but Bunt's like, all right, all right, he's out of here. He knows what he did. <laughs> he only took a ball. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine, it's fine. But he lifts his siblings back into the truck before approaching Tracy and Chris. He kind of fake lunges at them, which causes Tracy to jump. Yeah, I... I... <laughs> I don't know what the fuck the I don't story know, is no. with this kid. Uh, but it's very funny to me because when he lunges, Chris goes, hey, like yeah. very, <laughs> very weakly, like, That's don't do that. <laughs> Man. Like, could you imagine? Oh, hell no. <laughs> that it, it would be more than hey. <laughs> right. But Bunt just chuckles before tossing the ball back to Tracy who catches it. She gives the ball back to Billy and Chris assures her that he was about to say something himself. Mm-hmm. Probably... <laughs> Hey. (laughs) (laughs) But in the store, Ed rings up Mr. Wallace's purchases, but realizes that he left Mr. Wallace's feed at his house. He says that he can snag it and bring it to his house, and Mr. Wallace is down for that, only as long as he brings it before dark. He's like rudely down with yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. He is. Well, he was like, because he asked, he's like, well, can you what? Can you bring it back or whatever? And he's like, no. Yeah. I got to be at the farm or whatever. Yeah. yeah. I. This is this goes beyond as far as service is concerned. Right. Yeah. And it's and, a small town. And, yeah. and he's, I mean, he's just fucking rude about it. He's like, I can't come back. I got to smear more dirt on my grave. <laughs> <laughs> I got a full day ahead of me. <laughs> the afternoon dirt and we all yeah. <laughs> But the roar of a dirt bike's engine interrupts their conversation, and we see that Joel has returned doing wheelies and all types of shit. He was working on his jokes. Yeah. When he was on the bike. <laughs> so, okay, so that was two me. I'll get him. Yeah. I'll get him this time. <laughs> I'll make fun of the kid's clothes. Ah, that'll get him. That'll get him on board. But Tracy calls him a jerk, and Chris counters that he's a talented jerk, but Tracy says that he's just a jerk jerk. I was like, all right. Yeah. <laughs> He's a cretin. Yes. (laughs) But Ed calls out to his son to come inside with the dog and tells him to stay and mind the store while he goes and snags the feed. He says that he'll take him for a ride when he gets back. I understand not wanting to leave your store unminded with these little assholes outside. Uh But again, these assholes are outside riding these bikes around, drinking beer, 
Joel's fucking drunk. Yeah. Uh-huh. Why are don't leave your son alone? Even if you tell him to stay inside, the store is still open. Those people could come inside and take your son or make fun of his glasses again and hurt his feelings. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that. Well, he's got a business to run. And it seems That's that Mr. Ch- Wallace yeah, is his only customer. <laughs> 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 He's really it's keeping the lights right. on. <laughs> <laughs> so we have to do everything to accommodate him. Yeah. Then lock up and you and your son go yeah, get go the feed. Do it. Yeah, that I didn't understand. I mean, sure, they could smash the fruit that's on the porch, but yeah. we can get more fruit. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, just fine. cart, cart yeah. it back inside. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. true. Yeah, it I was on wheels. Yeah. You have one son. Yeah. I mean, look after him. Yeah. Yeah. But he does just leave him there. Yeah. And outside, while all that conversation is going on, Steve puts his helmet on, is about to get on his dirt bike to join Joel. Maggie is very annoyed by this, asking why he encourages Joel. Steve looks a bit ashamed of himself, but he simply says, he's my brother. And he's talented as fuck, bro. (laughs) Like, did you see that? You didn't got to make excuses for him being an asshole all the time. You Tell him, like, hey, man, you're kind of an asshole. It's and you would he's your brother he should be able to take that, it yeah and also why are we doing this here like I still don't understand why we stopped at the store to to you know and I feel like these conversations should have happened before they yeah, agreed before. to do the trip yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, like ah Ann Hogg's coming like, yeah. why the fuck why the fuck is Joel here <laughs> but Mr Wallace and his children depart the store in their truck as Ed steps outside to get into his Steve and Joel go off road and Tracy tries to snap photos of them as they do. <laughs> They made photos like her character trait at the beginning. Yeah. Never comes up again. Yeah. yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, I, because I, it seemed like this was like, oh, we're going to document like us writing. But like, I don't, yeah. I don't know. Are you taking photos to capture the moment or are y'all working on a project? Because they don't seem like they're hanging out together because they're all great buddies. No, no, no. I mean, I don't, the motivation was very off to me because I yeah. didn't understand what they were doing. I, I figured they they were just like, well, teens, <laughs> teens got to get away sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the 80s and everyone yeah. likes watching teens get away. <laughs> but I did hope with all the camera stuff, I hope that it would eventually become like an itchy and scratchy land kind of a thing. Right. Where <laughs> it's important. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. No, not at all. Nope. Just the thing she likes to do. Mm-hmm. We all have hobbies. Yeah. <laughs> But once again, Gypsy rushes outside against Billy's protests and runs all the way out to Steve and Joel. Billy follows, going past Tracy, Chris, Kim, and Maggie. Maggie, who is the only one that seems to notice, runs at negative five miles per hour. (laughs) (laughs) Calling out. She already knew his name, but she's like, little boy. (laughs) (laughs) Knees to chest, man. (laughs) (laughs) But she does immediately fall. Yes, fuck. You gotta throw herself down. Uh, Either one, either one. But for some reason the group tends to her instead of little boy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Little boy. But little boy runs r- <laughs> right into the path of the dirt bikes. Yeah. I was so stressed. Oh, yeah. This whole thing. And again, this is when I was like, something happens that I did not fucking see coming whatsoever. I didn't. No. Um, It's giving Pet Cemetery. Absolutely. The long run. Yeah. And the, it, it's just, it's extremely, I was very stressed out. There's there's a real pet cemetery moment later that kind of yeah. Oh, yeah oh yeah but I was like I was like well the movie came out in '89 but when did the book come out I bet it did come Before, out first yeah. yeah but Steve catches some air but wipes out immediately as to not hit Billy Joel however hits the same hill and everything goes into slow motion 
Joel's bike crashes into Billy, who crumbles to the dirt. This was pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. The execution of it, obviously, this person did not actually get hit by this bike. No. Yeah. But I'm used to like the shoe in Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Or yeah. the kite in Silver Bullet. I was not expecting to see fucking impact no. of a bike hitting this child. Like, yeah. I wasn't prepared for that. I thought we'd see that shot of him above, like, twisting the wheel, like, whoa. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then just what the fallout yeah. is. Yes. But you see it, like, he takes it full on. I was yeah. like, oh my God. <laughs> oh, well, he, he reacts full on. Well, yeah. He reacts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's more of a side hit. Yeah. It's, but... more, it's more of a graze. <laughs> yes. But Maggie cries out as the rest of the group stands frozen in horror. Gypsy, who technically caused all of this, whimpers at Billy's side, probably guilt whines or whatever. No, uh, Gypsy was like, fuck! (laughs) (laughs) He He learned that from that, yeah. (laughs) But Joel says that Billy just came out of nowhere as the rest of the group runs to check on him. No, he's been running for uh, quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't out of nowhere. Yeah, it was very slow and he was clearly. <laughs> but Tracy says that the boy is cold and Joel immediately picks up his bike and helmet. I, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not funny, but I, I, my jaw hit the floor. I'm like, I know we've already <laughs> established this dude is an asshole, uh-huh. but not even a moment. No. He says, like not yeah. even a moment hesitation. It's, he's like, I got to get the fuck out of here. But it, it was like a point of where it's like, his muscle memory is self-preservation. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. yeah. It's unbelievable. And I th- I think he, he isn't a uh, great guy, as Steve no. had led us to believe. No. no. But Joel loads his bike back onto the trailer and starts to secure it. Steve rushes over, asking him what the fuck he's doing. Yeah. But Joel levels with him. He just ran over a kid. If the police catch him, he'll fry. Steve tells him it was just an accident. It was an accident. Yeah. And he said, he, he goes, I almost hit him myself. But Joel's like, I'm also drunk. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, Joel, you really like, fucked wow. yourself here, yeah. dude. Yeah. So there's no way out of it. Yeah. Kim approaches saying that they can't just leave Billy there. But Joel knocks her down and yeah. forces her into the car. What the fuck? This is, I'm just like, oh, you're beyond. Yeah. yeah. Like, literally. And we will get to it later. But my literal thought in this moment, it, you didn't mean to hurt the child, obviously. Right. Yeah. But you did mean to make fun of him. Uh-huh. You did mean to flee after yeah. you do hurt this child. Yeah. yeah. And you just pushed your girlfriend onto the floor or whoever it was. Yeah, it was you pushed a woman down on the ground. Yeah. Yes. You're irredeemable to me. Yeah, there's literally. There's nothing yeah. that you can do that will take away these things that you just did to me. But we will. But, yeah. <laughs> we'll revisit yeah. that <laughs> in a little bit. Right. <laughs> but Chris heads into the store to call the police, but he discovers that they don't have a phone. The four who stayed behind return to Billy, frantically trying to figure out what to do. Steve tells them that there is a phone at the cabin, and he says that they should all head out there to call the police, and he'll stay here with Billy. With his jacket over Billy to keep him warm, Steve watches as they all get into their vehicle and speed off. But a little later, a very oblivious Ed returns to the store and heads inside to look for his son. When he doesn't see him, he heads outside, calling out to Billy and whistling for Gypsy. I'm like, say something. Yeah. yeah. Say something. Mm-hmm. He's just like, oh, he, oh he's looking for yeah, him. Oh, he's like, going to be mad. <laughs> I, I, honestly, and the way he handles it is like so ridiculous because- <laughs> It's really bad. Yeah. He's just sitting out in the field and when he sees Ed, he just waves. Yeah. <laughs> it's like urgency. Yeah, over here, man. Yeah. yeah. 
oh, we're just out here. Yeah. No. <laughs> Some shit has gone down. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible Unimaginable shit. shit. The yeah. kid is still alive. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I thought that Billy had died. Yes. No. But the scene where Steve has you know volunteered to stay yeah, behind yeah. or whatever he's actively blinking oh no yeah, yeah. yeah. So i was like is. oh he's okay yeah he's fine yeah. i mean he's not okay but he's yeah, alive I mean, yeah yeah and this is why i mean i know we're not necessarily familiar with the area but if we can get in our vehicles and drive to the cabin maybe we could try to head to a town or something yeah, yeah. he's not dead no like the and this frustrates me too moving forward but go ahead but Ed does run over looking confused and concerned and does find his son in a heap on the ground and immediately cradles him, calmly cleaning Billy's glasses and placing them on his face as he scoops him up. That was heartbreaking. Yes. Oh, yeah. Um, there are a lot of nuances that he offers to Ed Harley that I mm-hmm. really appreciate. For sure. But he doesn't even ask what happened. No. Yeah. And Steve isn't even like, it was an accident. I'm so sorry. Like, they, they went to go call for help. We didn't mean to. We didn't. Right, like, right. Steve's just like, man, like, it, this sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, like, nobody's like reacting yeah. in a way that I feel is appropriate. And I understand being in shock, but yeah. at the same time, it's like, okay, the only thing we need to worry about right now is saving this kid's life. Yeah. Yes. You need all the information you, you need. Yes. We yeah. need to take him to a town, take him to a hospital, but yeah. they're just like silently and just like nodding at each and other. Ed, yeah. Ed, you, yeah. <laughs> you know where the town is. Yeah. Yeah. Like you're the, you're the guy to get him there. You yeah. goddamn live here. Yeah. <laughs> right, you own a store. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but Ed does pick him up and carry him towards the store with Steve and Gypsy following behind. Steve finally says it was an accident and he asks if there's anything he can do to help. But Ed whips around and Ooh. gives him the death glare to end all death glares. If looks well, could kill. Yeah, he would be an Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve obviously is like, can I help? And he gives him that look. He's like, I'll take that as a no. Yeah. <laughs> Ed's like, you think maybe we should get him to yeah. a doctor. <laughs> as soon as possible. <laughs> But the music grows tense as the camera pulls back, and in a long shot, Steve stands alone in the field as Ed's truck roars to life and it speeds off, kicking up dust. But Tracy, Chris, and Maggie arrive at the cabin, parking right next to Joel's car. Tracy rushes across a bridge and runs through a trail before reaching the cabin proper, where inside, Kim wipes her tears with a tissue and Joel skulks around. This this was weird to me too because when she gets out of the vehicle she's like come on and he's like no you go you go ahead yeah. like, <laughs> what are you doing well for for some reason Maggie has taken this very horribly hard. yeah she's like why could why was I stuck in slow motion yeah. <laughs> why was I dreaming while <laughs> while that little boy who doesn't have a name was running but and and that's something very strange to me is I feel like I mean. They all witnessed it. It's just very interesting to me how they they all react to this. They all witnessed it. And I feel like if someone was going to take it this hard, this is traumatic to even witness. I I don't take issue necessarily with her, you know, taking it this hard. Uh But I think it should be the person that was talking with him and playing with his dog with him. Like she, you went inside. Like you didn't, you you called him little boy. (laughs) You know what I mean? You were inside buying Lay's classic. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) While they're getting to know this kid. So, I mean, it, it was a little odd. I'm not saying switch roles. Because she's like, she's like catatonic. Yeah, yeah. For pretty much most of this. Yeah. But Tracy asks if they called for help and they just stand there useless and silent. Tracy then reaches the phone. But as soon as she begins to dial, Joel rips the cord from the wall. He holds it defiantly, almost brandishing it. 
Chris carries Maggie into the cabin, putting her on the couch as Tracy tells him what Joel just did. Chris is like, what? Which is not the reaction <laughs> yeah. that oh, deserves. No, yeah. uh-uh. You're trying to save a child's life. <laughs> the asshole who made this situation happen yeah. outside of the dog. We'll get to the dog. Hey. But outside of the dog business, Joel is the most at fault. And he is ripping the phone cord out of the wall. And all he can muster is what? It yeah. only gets worse. The heinous things that this man does. And the oh, rest no, of the yeah. group is like, well, I'll be damned. Like, yeah. <laughs> there's no reaction. That's so Joel. Like, that's just part yeah. of it. <laughs> I just He's don't get it. He's doing this again. Yeah. <laughs> it's just who he is. But Tracy takes it upon herself to leave the cabin and head back to the store. But Joel stops her, literally plucking the keys out of her hand with ease. This is when Chris grabs Joel's arm and he goes, what's up? <laughs> Can we rap for a minute? Yeah, he's like, Dude. He turns his chair back. For <laughs> <laughs> Again, his reactions Joel, are just like, what's this really about? Yeah, dude, man? come on. But Kim finally drops the bomb. Joel was in another accident a couple months ago where he injured a little girl. So you're a repeat offender. Yes. Yeah. He's currently on probation. And if the police find out about this, he'll go to jail. How old is this guy supposed to be? I think he's supposed to be 18. 17 years old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but he's at least like my age. He's yeah, got to be 31. He's grown up right yeah, here. Very clearly. <laughs> That's really what's going on. <laughs> He's I not going to be able to play on the team if the, uh, if the police fuck. find out. Little League. Yeah. <laughs> but Joel very emphatically says they're not going to find out about it. Tracy insists that they can't just leave Billy the way that they did, and a very light struggle ensues. <laughs> Joel shoves Chris, then vaults Tracy onto the couch before being socked in the face by Chris, who is not at all deterred by the shove. Yeah. No, nobody gives a shit. No. This no. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> His behavior no. is so far out of pocket, nobody even registers anymore. Yeah. Like, no. It's absurd. It is very funny when Chris punches Joel because he literally goes, he like he, he screams. I don't know, because Chris seems pretty chill. I guess it's some pent up yeah. <laughs> frustration. But Chris does grab the keys. But as he turns around, Joel clocks him in the back of the skull with a log, knocking him out cold. And once again, no reaction. No. no that was no. like, I, Joel. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> and again, I'm sorry, but Kim's there. Tracy's there. I know Maggie's there. She's kind of going through it right now. Yeah. But at the very least, it's two on one. We can whoop his ass. Absolutely. I ha I bring that up that point later. We could whoop his ass. Yeah. Like this dude, I don't want to give anything away, but he's got this group in a chokehold later. Yeah. Which for no fucking for None. no reason. And it's not even as if like he's in a like the the way that we see him later, he's not even in a position of power to where he could right. do anything. No. He is the most vulnerable person. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in the shot and yet nobody wants to challenge him yeah that was my first reaction mm -hmm. there's two of y'all why yeah. aren't you kicking his ass I was like what are y'all why are you just sitting there well he's got that log now i guess I <laughs> <laughs> the the great equalizer yeah. <laughs> there was there was a few there they there were yeah they, everybody take a log yeah <laughs> on guard motherfucker like let's if we're doing this let's do yeah. this yeah but Ed arrives home with Billy, carrying him inside and grabbing a wet towel from the sink. He gingerly lays him down in bed and tells him that he's going to be all right as he wipes his face. 
but why did y'all go home? This is what was yeah. so weird to me because it's like, I feel like I guess going to a hospital or something would ruin this like folksy, like small town story that we're telling. Yeah. Uh-huh. But I, he needs medical attention. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, this is crazy. And medical attention that a wet rag cannot provide. No, yeah. yeah. But his glasses are clean. <laughs> yeah. So is his face. Oh, okay. So, you know, he'll we'll be, see what happens. Right. Yeah. But Ed begins telling his story again. Once upon a time, there was an old man and he had a very special son. Billy mutters, daddy, before slowly slipping into death. I was like, holy shit. Yeah, yeah I I, yeah, I definitely misspoke up at the top about <laughs> this is what I was floored. Yeah. Like, this is yeah. not what I anticipated no i think when shit pops off i'm like yeah this is what i signed up for yeah but all of this oh no i i wasn't ready at all right but the sunlight beams through the windows as ed embraces his son and gypsy looks on probably racked with guilt as you know he's to blame for all of this but Man, he he said he didn't know any better well he should have known better <laughs> this is the second goddamn time in the same day that he's done this well, well, he was rewarded with fetch, so maybe it's everyone's fault. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The dog only knows what you teach him. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you can teach that a dog. Was, I believe uh, the saying is you can teach a dog new tricks. <laughs> especially the old ones. Exactly, yeah. especially them. But Steve finally makes it to the cabin, breezing past Joel to check on Maggie. Suddenly, behind a barricaded pantry door, Chris and Tracy scream and pound to get Steve's attention. This is what I'm talking about. Yeah. Y'all just sat there and, and his that the big the big log that everyone yeah. was, he was keeping everybody at bay with. Isn't that lodged under the, the handle? I think it's helping to keep everybody. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to whoop his ass. But Steve, he's very again, nobody's reacting. No. He's like, I don't believe this. Yeah. <laughs> Joel, even for you, man, this it's is a lot. Like, God this damn. This is beyond the pale. But Joel says that he isn't going to jail over a fucking accident. Steve says that Ed showed up and took Billy, so he thinks everything's going to be fine. Kim then asks if he's sure, and he says that he is. He told Ed what happened, that it was an accident, and Ed, you know, just looked at him. Joel's like, what the fuck does that mean? He's like, he looked at you. What do you mean he looked at you? Be honest. Yeah. Steve, at first he goes, I don't know. <laughs> But then finally he gets Man. it out. He's like, he looked at me like he wanted to kill me. That's yeah. literally how he looked yeah. at him. On what planet does that mean that everything's going to like, be fine? He's like, everything's pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wants us dead, but no biggie. Yeah, it'll yeah. be fine, dude. You've got that log. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but we cut to Ed speeding down the road in his truck, his son's body covered in a blanket lying next to him in the seat. He arrives at the Wallaces. It looks like a compound almost. Yeah. yeah. There's tons of folks hanging outside, tending to animals and various other farm duties. But Ethan Wallace, played by Robert Fredrickson, walks over to the driver's side window. Ed tells him that he's looking for his father. So Ethan calls out to his son, Bunt, telling him to fetch his grandfather. Bunt does as told, and figuring that it's just about the feed that Ed owed them, goes to collect it from the back of Ed's truck. Mr. Wallace comes out to pay Ed for the feed, but Ed tells him to keep the money if he can help him find an old woman who lives somewhere nearby in the mountains. He says that she's rumored to have powers. Mr. Wallace claims to have never heard of her, though, but Ed doesn't buy it. 
Mr. Wallace just puts the money back in Ed's hand and says that he can't tell him what he doesn't know. Ed, however, responds by lifting the blanket to show him Billy's body. At this point, Mr. Wallace tells Bunt to get in the house so he can talk to Ed privately. Ed tells him what happened with the dirt bags on the dirt bikes, and Mr. Wallace gives him his condolences, but still refuses to help. Dirt bags on the dirt bikes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that took me a second. I try. Um, Ed grabs Mr. Wallace, though, pleading for his help, but Mr. Wallace says that that old woman can't help Billy. All she can do is take Ed straight to hell. He says, just go home, bury Billy, and forget about it. This was giving Pet Cemetery to me mm-hmm. again. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, oh, yeah. I have a couple things to unpack here. Uh, firstly, the way he was acting so entitled about his feed at the shop, yeah, and yeah. he hadn't even fucking paid for it yet. Yeah, I assumed he I thought he had paid <laughs> for it, yeah, and that's, that's why Ed's like, oh, yeah. I'm just bringing it to you. <laughs> Motherfucker. Like, mm-mm. no. Um, take your business elsewhere. That better be the um, tip. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, the fact that, again, I feel... <laughs> nobody is reacting like a human i feel right. like in this entire film except ed yeah, yeah and even then he's a little off too yeah um <laughs> but you think about mr wallace seeing the body and he's like that's what i'm saying and i'm real sorry about that's, that yeah. <laughs> that's what i'm saying you just saw that little boy alive an yeah, hour yeah. ago yeah you don't even ask what happened no he's yeah. just like listen go bury him yeah. it's like what i that was very strange to me. Yeah, but he's he's telling him what you're looking for. That's not what you really want. I True. understand that. You know that, what I mean? But and this man's son is dead, and we don't even blink no, an no, eye. No, no, I, I get that. The, and you it saw is, him an hour no, ago. It, it is, just at the but store. if you're asking for this person, then you know. I mean, I'm sure he's like, no, 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 no I don't uh uh-uh. I don't want no part of that. I, I get it, but I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's very fair. but we cut to ed driving away from the wallace property but bunt jumps out into the road stopping him he slinks over to ed's window slyly telling him that he heard him talking to his grandfather and he knows who he's looking for but he asks what's the trade first of all i knew this little shit would happen oh yeah the hookup yeah Yeah. but the way he sidles up to the window he's like i heard you're looking for the pumpkin head (laughs) (laughs) while he goes mr harley well well i got (laughs) those pumpkin seeds you're looking for (laughs) how much how much yeah Yeah. (laughs) it does make me laugh because for for 10 crumpled american dollars (laughs) (laughs) yes This is enough for Bunt to tell Ed yeah. <laughs> that the woman, the woman's name is Haggis, and she lives up on Black Ridge. Haggis. Yep. I feel like this was a poochie situation where they were like, "We want Hag in it," but like, <laughs> <laughs> Haggis okay with yeah, it? Sure. <laughs> sure. Um. Yeah. Uh, I died at the crumpled up ten. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like, "That'll that'll work." Yeah. yeah. That's wow. All That's all I need. But Ed forces a reluctant Bunt to get into the back of the truck to show him the way. But Bunt says that he'll only go halfway because that woman scares the piss out of him. Ed drives on, reaching a foggy road, which is the end of the line for Bunt. He hops out, telling Ed to continue going straight until he comes to a cabin. So Ed continues on as told, and Bunt just takes off running. Yeah, Julie James the <laughs> yeah. fuck out of there. He, overalls and all. Like, yeah. nope. He nope. said yeah. she scares the piss out of yeah. me. And honestly, they're not even at the cabin yet. It's no. creepy as fuck yeah. out here. Yes, he's like, even this is too close to yeah. be honest. <laughs> but it killed me that he got all this information for 10 bucks and then he's like now walk your ass yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like he doesn't even well that's take yeah, back. Yeah. Go back. <laughs> you, you, you give me that crumpled 10 back yeah. <laughs> we'll talk about a ride back he didn't say it was a round trip 
Yeah. <laughs> he didn't even want to go the one way. Well, you know. You made him get in the truck. Yeah. <laughs> but Ed arrives and gets out of his truck, carrying Billy and his blanket down the ridge. He crosses a small swamp and makes his way across a rickety bridge to the front door of the cabin. There's some pretty good production design here. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. The production designer was a woman named Cynthia Charette, and she did a lot of television shows, but she also did Wes Craven's New Nightmare. Oh, Oh, nice. And, JP, Scary Movie 2. Hey, there you go. (laughs) It's a good one. Yeah, and I think what we remember most (laughs) from Scary Movie 2 was the production design. 100%. It really stuck out. I figured it would stand out for you. Yeah, it did. (laughs) (laughs) But Ed lets himself inside. He finds the silhouette of a woman sitting in a chair and creeps closer. An owl cranes its neck to look around. I'm like, she has an owl? Why not? Yeah. I love owls. I, this, yeah. I was very happy to see him. Uncredited. <laughs> we can't all be mushroom. <laughs> the casting director's like, I don't give a hoot. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I am? Who? Yeah. <laughs> But the door creaks closed by itself as a mouse squeaks, also watching on. Ed approaches the side of the woman's chair, and the camera pans over to reveal Haggis, played by Florence Schaufler. Her wrinkled face bathed in orange light, she asks, Who are you? Ed introduces himself, but before he can explain why he's here, Haggis tells him that raising the dead isn't within her power. It's like, I don't think he needed to introduce himself. Yeah. No, you yeah. already know why he's She's here. Just But Ed sets his son's body down before looking over at Haggis, the back of her head outlined within her thinning hair in the glowing light of the fire. He empties his pockets of coins and jewelry, placing them into a chalice. He says it's all he has, but Haggis insists that there's nothing she can do for Billy. Ed says that when he was young, but the words won't come out. He fights against himself as Agus just keeps repeating, say it. (laughs) I was like, oh my God. You're meant to help me? (laughs) Turned into McMahon for a second. (laughs) Who are you getting in bed with? Like, look at what's going on right now. The the funny thing, I read from the co-writer, he had said that the original intention was that the witch was going to be way more like personable okay more dialogue that's yeah. lost yeah <laughs> very lost it, the, it was winston he said i want a witch witch yeah and not the restaurant right uh, <laughs> not a I sponsor. Want a sandwich. Yeah, no. <laughs> you give me a sandwich we'll talk about this witch stuff <laughs> it's time for lunch yeah <laughs> but ed finally does say it he says when he was young people talked about her and how she knew things If a man had been wronged, they could come to her and she would call upon this thing in that man's name and he would be avenged. She tells him that what he's asking for carries a powerful price and he reminds her those kids ran over his son and left him for dead. They didn't leave him. No. Somebody stayed behind and other people went to get help. Mm -hmm. Joel did leave him. No, yeah. Yeah, But don't be coming in this woman's house, not knocking on her door. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, he's like punches shit in a minute and your tongue lies. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's three strikes and you're out. Well, he's, hardly- <laughs> <laughs> he's got to get her on his side. If he's yeah. like, well, a couple of the kids are kind of nice. Yeah. <laughs> that, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. Fair <laughs> but after a moment, Haggis asks him if he's ever heard of Razorback Hollow and tells him of an old graveyard deep within those woods. She says mountain folk used to bury kin there, kin that they were ashamed of. She tells him to bring a shovel because the thing he's looking for is in there. But 
he has to bring it back here as there are things that she has to do to it before it'll be of any use to him. But Ed asks how he'll know it's the right graveyard, and she tells him he'll know. He just wants revenge now. Oh, yeah. He's driven by yeah. very... Uh, but Which, I mean, I, mean I, shit. Get, I know I I get it. Yeah, yeah, no, I get it. Yeah. Um. At this point, I was gonna be like, you know, but it's like, no, why not? Like, yeah. why not? Honestly, I mean, and the thing is, the thing about revenge and vengeance, very human emotions. No, yeah. You know. Yeah. And so it's again very interesting. I thought a man in a pumpkin head mask was going to be chopping off heads and stuff. Yeah. We're still. We haven't even met the pumpkin. No. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. So, Pumpkin. Yeah, I'm yes. sorry. I, that's Mr. Pumpkinhead to you. Um, <laughs> so this is, again, not what I predicted. Right. But Ed goes to retrieve his son, but Haggis tells him to just leave him there. He does as he's told and exits the cabin. But later, Ed heads out from his truck and into the foggy night, shovel in hand. A wolf howls in the distance, and Ed is immediately jump-scared by a vulture who may or may not have been giving him directions. He, <laughs> <laughs> he points with his beak and Ed yeah. goes, <laughs> he goes that way. It's like, everyone's so nice like, here. Wow. Raven <laughs> hollow, huh? Or whatever. He asked for a hint. Yeah. Like, All right, 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 right. Thank you. Thank bro. you so oh, much. But he continues on crossing through wooden poles, complete with hanging cloth and cleaned animal bones. He crosses a few more, and one skull definitely appears to be human. Yeah. And he just continues on. He finally reaches the graveyard, and I can only assume that this scene was directed by James Wan because <laughs> <laughs> the fog fucking takes over. Yeah. That's how you know something bad's going to happen. The fog? Yeah. yeah. And the fog is prevalent throughout. It oh, is. Yeah. yeah. It honestly, I'm telling you right now, th- this is the one thing that I don't understand about this film. Is it not taking place around Halloween? Yeah. yeah. It's called Pumpkinhead. Look at it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the atmosphere. Look at it. I just, it's unbelievable. I think I read this You're film. It's a little aggressive. <laughs> well, it takes place during the summer. I don't yeah. like it. <laughs> this, is, this is a fucking Halloween yeah. film. I don't, I don't care what they say. Well, we're covering it in October. They're, we're trying to make yeah. it right. <laughs> we're writing these wrongs. <laughs> but Picking up the drop ball. <laughs> But through that fog, dozens of large pumpkins grow out of the ground. And this is when Ed sees it. At the center of it all is a large mound about 10 feet taller than the surrounding ground. The camera pulls back as Ed ascends it, standing tall above the graveyard. The score screeches as Ed digs his shovel in between the pumpkins and begins removing dirt by hand. His heartbeat in his ear, he rips through roots and reaches down into the ground, pulling out a decayed, skeletal corpse covered in maggots and worms. He slides down the platform, catching his breath and getting his mind right before climbing back up to get what he came for. Back at the cabin, Joel sits by the window, holding a rifle. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> the fact that we are sitting here and letting this happen. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, it is just uh, it's so baffling no, it's to me. So on top of... <laughs> hitting the kid and all that now you have and then kidnapping your friend now you got a rifle yes what the f- and i'm sorry I- but he okay steve was in the car with tracy and chris yeah clearly closer to them yeah these are his friends yes they're in the fucking pantry like the load 16 times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <And> then, <laughs> just fucking passing the time while while his brother <laughs> Like, cl- 
clock this motherfucker in the head. Yeah. So what are you get? <laughs> He's barely holding the rifle. Yeah. He's holding it by yeah. the fucking barrel. Oh my oh, shit. god, that's yeah. so fucking funny. I just don't. I don't get it. Yeah. I don't get it. <laughs> this is what I was saying earlier. The chokehold that he has on this yeah, group. I just I, don't. I don't. No. We could whoop his ass. There's Absolutely. three people in here now, right? Outside yes. Of the ro- Come yeah. on, dude. Yeah. Come on. There's logs aplenty. You know, that's a viable weapon we've yeah. established. Yeah. I've seen it used. <laughs> I just, I don't know. And Steve, he just stands there next to him. Yeah. Pre- complicit at this point. No, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, yeah. You're part and of the problem. That's why I was like, we've all fled at this point. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that we're in this cabin, it's nighttime now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We all ran. We're in the same yeah. boat. But in the pantry, Tracy says that when they get out of here, Joel will be taking his balls home in a knapsack. Chris says to remind him to stay on her good side. All right. Like, yeah. Yeah. Funny. Yeah, very good. Yeah. And great. I'm sorry. He's gonna. We're going to be doing more than taking this dude's balls off or no, whatever. Oh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm, dude, there's going to, this is at least four charges, I'd say. I mean... <laughs> That's the thing. Like add kidnapping to the list yeah. at this point. Like, like it's unbelievable. This saying. is uh, aggravated because yeah. you've got a gun. Uh-huh. This is um this is beyond. Yeah. <laughs> we are no longer friends. <laughs> but in the other room, Steve offers to lie to the police and tell them that it was his bike that hit Billy. He says they'll probably just give him a slap on the wrist, but Joel refuses this offer. But y'all have ran. Yeah. yeah Maybe if late. you would have yeah. stayed there, it would have been like, oh, but this is, I mean, Joel, yeah. uh-huh. you're a repeat offender. This is vehicular manslaughter no, yeah. uh-huh. and hit and run mm. and k- kidnapping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is beyond. Uh, there is no taking the blame yeah. at this point. Reckless endangerment. I mean, oh, yeah. he did drive him to the cabin drunk. And, yes. Uh, yes, yes, exactly. Did, yes. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, you really fucked yourself, maybe dude. Maybe I understand why he's yeah. not. <laughs> <laughs> Starting to get this, dude. <laughs> You're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be real bad. <laughs> but Maggie sits catatonic on the couch, and Kim says that she's starting to worry about her. It's starting to. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Maggie hasn't said a word in six hours. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but... Ed arrives back at Haggis's cabin, the strange corpse in the fetal position in his arms. He sets it down at an altar in front of Haggis at her request. With long-fingered hands, she pours a liquid and adds ingredients to a mortar. Ed asks what the corpse even is, and Haggis tells him it's what he wanted. She says for each man's evil, a special demon exists. He is currently looking at vengeance. Cruel, devious, pure as venom, vengeance. God damn. Yeah. All right. It also is not lost on me the fact that I feel like in another film, Ed would put a pumpkin on and go and murder all of them. Absolutely. The fact that he's like, no, no, no. I know someone probably better suited for this. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's like, I'm going to field this one out. Wow. <laughs> bring, bring a supernatural bin. Yeah. yeah. Um, one thing I will say, there's uh, a couple things here. Firstly, was that the alternate title of Pumpkinhead was Vengeance, the Demon. No. <laughs> nah. nah. Just off the rip. Yeah, nah. It doesn't have the ring to it. No. no. For sure. I don't think people would go and see that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
Was anybody else surprised that Pumpkinhead was a baby? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like, no, we got to grow this thing. Yeah. yeah. I think, but the other thing is there's there's the implication of what she's saying. Yeah. For yeah. every one of them. Yeah, mm. and that's something that I feel like when I watched this, I kind of glossed over. Yeah. And it's kind of made more apparent in the end, and we'll get to that. Uh-huh. But I'm like, so this n- isn't necessarily the same thing that Ed saw as a child. Uh, maybe not right you know what i mean like yeah. there's there's more yeah. yeah and it's like well you know if if this had been successful you have avenues of all these different oh yeah you have a pcu yeah yeah i mean well like a seven deadly sins thing yeah even. like we there's a lot that could be done here it's quite it's kind of a shame mm-hmm. i mean there is a, a frame i haven't seen the other ones maybe they're great no although right. i've heard that they're not <laughs> but who knows yeah i think there's four yeah. See, I didn't know about the latest two. Uh-huh. I've seen this one, like I said, the second one a few times. Uh, the other two, I had no idea that they existed. Maybe we'll get to but, them. Uh, yeah. I'm sure we will. Have to watch those. Mm-hmm. Check them yeah. out first. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> but Haggis takes Ed's hand and stabs into it. His blood leaks into the mortar and she carries it over to Billy's body. She cuts his hand too, his blood mixing with his father's. Ed said, ow, what are you nuts? <laughs> Is that two weeks in a row that you got yes. to <laughs> Anything to remind you? I will yeah. sure Madeline Ashton <laughs> wherever I can. <laughs> but Haggis brings the mortar back over to the corpse, pouring the contents into a small container and then pouring that into the corpse's mouth. The concoction sizzles and smoke rises from the corpse's lips. As the corpse's hand cracks open, coming to life, Ed is overcome, or possibly from the blood loss, I'm not sure, Yeah, but he collapses. (laughs) (laughs) Either way. The creature tears through its wrapping, revealing smooth skin, a rising chest, and a bullum head. Its shadow grows against the wall, changing shape and becoming larger and more monstrous. As it rises up, we see its skeletal back and sharp elbows protrude as it stands triumphantly. They don't say it yet, but th- this is Pumpkinhead. Yeah. yeah. I find it odd that they didn't say that. No. That she's like, well. They're like, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> See, it's, I thought this was Vengeance the Demon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Pumpkinhead is played by Tom Woodruff Jr. Ed moans a bit, passing out. But after some time, he comes to Haggis standing over him. And she tells him that he can leave because now it begins. Yeah, it's like you didn't do it. You didn't put your toe in my mouth or anything. <laughs> anything weird while I was. <laughs> but okay, so Pumpkinhead the creature. I learned from that article I read, as well as a couple of behind the scenes videos from Winston's school. Pumpkinhead was originally supposed to look like a cosmic horror monster. Mm-hmm. So I'm guessing tentacles and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then they did lean on the name Pumpkinhead. Yeah. And it was literally going to be. Ed goes out, finds a corpse, cuts the corpse head off, uh-huh. and then Haggis plants a pumpkin onto his head, and it's an actual like evil jack o' lantern, oh, okay, like Sleepy Hollow, right, right. And honestly, that would have been pretty. That would have been cool. very cool. <laughs> I would have loved to have seen that. But what we get is very cool in its own right. Right. The creature was designed by the man who plays him, mm-hmm. Woodruff oh, Jr. Wow. Yeah. And uh, a guy called Alec Gillis. These two were the leads on it. They worked for Winston at his workshop. And they got a lot of leeway uh-huh. with what to do. The cool thing about it, though, is that Woodruff Jr. and Alec Gillis would go on to start Amalgamated Dynamics, which we've talked about, 
because of both Tremors and Death Becomes Her. Holy yeah. shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's cool. Amazing. That yeah. is so fucking cool. But they said that they started with sketches because there's like three different versions of Pumpkinhead yeah. in this movie. Yeah. And so they, they have to sculpt it do the foam. Yeah. And while they're doing it, Woodruff Jr. is learning how to use all the apparatuses because he's going to be playing it. Oh, all right. So That's it's awesome. just, nice. It was incredible to yeah. watch them behind the scenes and actually do this stuff. He controls like the head. I was a little, <laughs> a little demystified because the eye holes are in the neck. Oh. And so the head is just on top of his yeah. head. <laughs> I was like, he's not looking through the eye holes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's very cool. And to see them work, on it and to see how much work they put into it oh yeah and it does kind of look like a xenomorph a little bit yeah but they did make it like uh the skin tone is supposed to like kind of look like the skin's tones after death yeah all right so it's not black it's not you know right right so no it's it's very fucking cool i really appreciate the evolution of it throughout the film yeah yeah and we've talked about it before i think this just really speaks to giving people creative control over what they're creating mm. for sure because i mean th- this looks fucking great like oh, even yeah. if the rest of this movie was was you know subpar or even not good mm-hmm. you cannot walk away from this saying that Pumpkinhead did not look fucking cool no and when it snarls like you see emotion in its face yeah, yeah. I, they said that was radio controlled like the the things that they could do, and this is 1988 yeah i know that they did a bunch of stuff before and they even worked on the thing and all this stuff uncredited it's, just, it's so yeah. impressive but like seeing this in action and honestly in all fairness i did i did miss just a flat out pumpkin i yeah. will say that but this is the next best well, thing he came yeah. out of a patch he did yeah that's, clo- that's close enough <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna have to work this is all we got but that, that's one thing that i always remembered from these movies as a kid huh was pumpkin head like I said, the story, yeah, I might have forgotten, you know, what goes on or like how the movies played out. But I always remembered what he looked like yeah. and how badass he was. Well, it's kind of, I mean, I know it's a cult film, but it's iconic in its own way. Yeah. Like this is a creature to remember. Oh, yeah. Uh, we we had watched a video before we had started recording. I apologize. I forgot what the name of the channel was. Uh-huh. Um, but it they were showing uh, the legs and the the stuff them when they were creating Pumpkinhead, and they said that the legs he had originally were for the Xenomorph. No shit. But it didn't work with the way the Xenomorph walked and you know was crawling around and everything. So they redid them. But they had when they made this movie, they still had those. So they used the original Xenomorph legs, which is Pumpkinhead's legs to cut costs and save money that's just nuts in the creature design it's smart and it fits and they had said because the budget was low yeah it's like three million dollars yeah and they had said that stan winston found ways to cut costs to stretch the budget and i guess that's it the channel is minty comedic arts okay um and he was talking about that in there and i thought that was really interesting no it's not very cool. cool yeah and it's funny because if you think about it, if you were to paint Pumpkinhead black, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's the cool, vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But we see Ed driving home, nodding off as he does, resting his hand on his son's body in the passenger seat. He almost causes a head-on collision, but pulls off to the side of the road, catching his breath. Just then, Billy lurches up out of the blanket, glasses on his face and his skin gray. He looks over to Ed and asks him, "What did you do, Daddy?" Ed closes his eyes tightly, and when he opens them, he finds his son still dead beneath the blanket. 
this is devastating. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I did read that when Lance Henriksen was reading the script, he was not convinced that he even wanted to do this. And when he read this scene, he was like, okay, oh, wow. that this is what made him commit. Well, I mean, there's there's a lot of emotion here. Yeah. And honestly, if you're Lance Henriksen, you get a script called Pumpkinhead. <laughs> I, fair. I, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's fair. Like, I was in Aliens, motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> so I get it. But I'm, I gotta say, that's one of the major pluses of this film is Lance Henriksen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He oh, yeah. adds like such, a, there's a weight to it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's realistic. Yes. Like, I could see this role going cheesy action hero oh, very yeah. quickly. Sure. Yeah. And he, grounds it in such a way that it's mm-hmm. like he's is like a believable grieving oh yeah father oh yeah hungry for revenge mm-hmm. like he sells that but back in the cabin steve paces around but stops when he settles on a plan he says fuck it why don't we just kidnap chris and tracy and head to mexico I don't know if he's being sarcastic or not. Yeah. I, I don't either. And once again, why are we deferring to Joel? Yeah, I, if we think about this logically, not only can we overpower him and whoop his ass, he's the only one on the hook for this. Yeah. Honestly. All we got to do is say he had a gun. He made us leave. And that's not far from the truth. Yeah. Bart did it. <laughs> I mean, obviously, I I don't know. Fuck this dude. No, yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Fuck this dude. But surprisingly, Maggie gets up and steps outside the cabin. Steve follows after, but only after telling Joel that he needs to do the right thing and he needs to do it now. As we said before, Joel, he's kind of sitting there, not really completely paying attention. Yeah. I just ripped that gun out of his hands. Not while, paying attention. While one is, another one's kicking him in the face. Like, I don't Something. understand. Yeah. Maggie's up and about now. Let's, yeah. Let's, let's talk to her, get her on board. Yeah. We'll come back. Uh, this is three on one. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. simple, simple math. It just makes no sense. Kick that log out from under the thing, five on one. Yeah. Duh. I mean, I'm just saying. Dude, while he's oh, yeah. literally staring out the window, you can rescue. <laughs> and instead, you're like, let's kidnap him. Yeah. It's like, is this dude serious? Like, yeah. What the fuck? So we're starting over in Mexico. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking Sounds about? Sounds like a plan. Like, I just, I just don't get it. <laughs> but we then cut to a shot of a gravestone for Betty Lynn Harley. Ed's wife. He stands before it, telling her that those kids killed their boy, and now they're going to pay. The camera pulls back to reveal Ed is digging a plot next to his wife's to bury his son. I'm like, he's a widower too? Yeah, Yeah, it's too much. Like, Jesus. It's heartbreaking. But I'm like, so we're keeping the authorities just all the way out of this. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I also don't think... I I know Mr. Wallace seems to have some authority and he told you to bury your son. Yeah. But I think there's channels you have to go through. You can't just do that. You can't just bury a body either. Like, none of this... Do they have a police or hospital in this town? That's the thing, right? Because they said that it started in... 1957 yeah which kind of had the vibe of 1857 (laughs) who's counting but this is supposed to be present day yeah i understand that you know there are we pass through them all the time around us yeah there are these little towns that you know it's a post office and a fucking couple houses and then you're out of it right but there is some kind of sheriff even in a neighboring town Uh there's something 
I'm so, if 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 you're if these kids are able to listen to like Duran Duran on their road trip, yeah, <laughs> yeah. there's a hospital just, nearby. Yeah, no <laughs> shit. There's, there's there's just no way. It's 1988, dude. Yeah, that's what I'm what saying. What the fuck? Purple Rain was out. <laughs> <laughs> if there was real cops able to get out to the Texas Chainsaw, yes, yes. there yeah. they should no have cops Come here. On, You've dude. got no excuse. Come on. But Steve catches up with Maggie outside, a little ways away from the cabin in the dark. Fog billows around them as Steve grabs Maggie's crucifix necklace and holds it directly in front of her face. I was like, don't y'all see the fog? Something bad's about to happen. (laughs) But again, this is another moment. And I'll talk more about it later. I'm sure y'all are excited for it, but... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> why do you frame Where it like that he holds up this cross and i'm like okay that that's gonna be the oh, key yeah <laughs> to defeating pumpkin i'm telling you right now i'll say right now that i was wrong <laughs> and because we something will. happened yes. later that fucking <laughs> killed me but steve reminds her that she always gathered strength from her crucifix and that she needs to find that strength now and come back to him As he does this, a shadowed figure peers out at them from between the trees. But finally, Maggie says Steve's name and he hugs her. He tells her that he's sure that the boy is going to be fine and that he's sure his father has taken care of everything. That part's true. Yeah. (laughs) Sure has. (laughs) The second part is accurate. (laughs) 50-50. But just as a moment of calm washes over Maggie's face, a large clawed hand reaches down from the trees, sinking into Steve's back and pulls him up as Maggie screams. He didn't waste no time, huh? No. No, no, no. Uh, I, he's like, I'm awake. No, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm here to do my job. Right. Go do that. Go mm-hmm. back to bed. <laughs> yeah. Go back to bed. Um, he's on a mission. Yeah. I was just like, damn, though, because really nobody did anything really wrong except for Joel. Right. Like these people, this is like textbook guilty by association. Right. And I guess they are guilty by association because they really let him call the shots on this whole yeah. situation, oh, which is bullshit. But I was like, this dude doesn't deserve this. I did laugh because I was thinking, I was like, dude, if, if Steve is his first target, they're all fucked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, Steve is the one that's, oh, no, yeah. that's it. <laughs> Steve's the one that stayed with him. Yeah. yeah. He was the he was the only one who like really <laughs> it's unbelievable. Nobody has any hope. <laughs> But in the graveyard, Ed hears echoes of those screams, collapsing to his knees as an orange haze takes over everything. And that's when the acid kicked in. (laughs) I was like, oh, Ed's tripping. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) There he goes. His nose begins to bleed, and we see Steve drop down from the tree right in front of Maggie. She tries to rescue him, but his beaten, bloody body is dragged away once again and pulled back up into the tree. I was thinking this. I was like, dude, so the spell that they used, Pumpkinhead was able to find them from that. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) And like what we learned later with Ed, I think that Haggis should have given out a couple warnings. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Now there will be side effects. There should have been a waiver to side effects. No shit. She's like, and initial here. Because fuck Cover no. your own ass, Haggis. Yeah, yeah, oh, good yeah. Lord. <laughs> but Ed gets back to his feet and catches his breath. 
there is no explanation yet as to what just happened. No. Yeah. But we kind of learn in a little bit. And again, it's <laughs> so strange. The fine print. Yeah. The fine print. The very fine print. That is one thing that I will say about this folklore. I like the folklore. Yeah. I don't like the constantly evolving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, actually, this is yeah. like, what? Because there's a moment, there's one shot that I literally said, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? <laughs> like, I, re- I couldn't believe it. We'll talk about it in a bit. But... <laughs> Back at the cabin, Joel holds Kim's hand, and with a smile, he says that he's always been a fuck-up his entire life, but he says that it stops now. He then gets up and removes the barricade from the pantry door. (laughs) He opens the door, and rather than rushing him or anything like that, Tracy and Chris just walk out comfortably... Yeah. This is what I'm talking about. <laughs> and they kind of give him a look like, that'll do, pick. Yeah. <laughs> Are you fu- What happened to his balls being this a person yeah, or whatever? Yeah, I know. This is when I'm like, no. No. You don't get to do this. You're not humanizing this dude. Yeah. This is not a redemption arc because he's like, you know what? I'm going to be a good person. <laughs> it was That's pretty funny. Not- <laughs> yeah. He's like, I was like, you're really not expecting yeah, me to swallow no. this, right? Because he decides I'm going to set my captives free. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. It's like, wow, <laughs> Joel is a great guy. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> That'll do big. <laughs> I just, I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Everything that you did is still true. Yeah. You still put your hands on your girlfriend. Yes. And that other woman that he pushed to the fucking couch. It's you yeah. still yeah. you knocked out your friend. You kidnapped your other two friends. Like yeah. this is just it's beyond. You don't get to just be like, you know, I was All acting right. crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done being a fuck up. No, yeah. no, 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 no. And without any kind of like there was no prodding from Kim. No. Yeah. <laughs> He just came to this realization himself. Yeah. I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> That's enough. Unbelievable. <laughs> but just then, Maggie bursts into the cabin screaming for help. They all rush to her aid and ask her what's going on, and she simply says, It's killing him. We then get a quick cut of Steve getting fucked up against the tree. Yeah. Like, <laughs> they're like, What's going on? And then yeah. he's- <laughs> It's like, Steve? I'll show you what's going yeah. on. <laughs> Steve's just getting his ass whooped. Pumpkinhead just working the body. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. And he hits the ground all hard. It's yeah. like, God damn. But Joel gives Chris the rifle and arms himself with a machete to go look for Steve. They search around as Joel assumes, he assumes seemingly that it's townsfolk that are fucking yeah. with them. But we cut back to the cabin where Maggie prays for their safety. Tracy tells her that it wasn't the devil that she saw out there, but Maggie insists that it was. Kim starts to speak, but Maggie screams that she saw it, and Kim just shuts up immediately. She's like, all right. (laughs) Sure, it was the devil. There's no talking to you. (laughs) (laughs) But at his home, and surrounded by red and orange light, Ed washes his face and snags some liquor. Gypsy looks on, probably upset that it's come to this, but still taking no responsibility for anything. But (laughs) back at the cabin, Kim asks if the guys will be all right, considering that they took the gun. But Maggie says that God is the only thing that can stop what's out there. It's like, what happened to you not talking? (laughs) Well, God doesn't feel like it. Clearly, because he's clearly sleeping. (laughs) Steve didn't do anything. (laughs) But Tracy heads into the kitchen to look for a knife. But through the window, we see Pumpkinhead creep by, partially obscured by curtains. 
I thought this was very smart. You're still leaving stuff yeah. to the imagination. Yeah. You're not showing this thing full out because there is a moment later where you finally, yeah. in all of its glory, yeah. Oh, yeah. and it's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. So save that. And that's really wise. But Tracy finds a couple of meat cleavers readying herself with them just in case God doesn't show. I thought that was good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she made me laugh. But outside, Joel and Chris continue their search until they find what appears to be entrails hanging from a tree. Joel t- touches them and discovers that they're fresh and bloody, and he goes, Oh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> but then he suggests <laughs> that they hightail it back to the cabin. <laughs> Once they get back, they bust open the door and you best believe they almost get cleaved. Like, what? immediately. Yeah. Why are you breaking down the door like that? Yeah. I, you got to close it. in a shelter yeah. in here? Unannounced. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? But Tracy thankfully stops herself before committing today's second accidental murder. They ask where Steve is and Chris, with the shiftiest eyes, technically doesn't lie when he says that they couldn't find him. Yeah. Right. He's like Steve, man. He's yeah. He's got guts. Yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you that. He's the fastest kid alive. Yeah. <laughs> he's got guts. That's good. <laughs> it's like, why are you making puns? With your <laughs> yeah. Answer <laughs> me directly. <laughs> but in a very oddly and poorly dubbed sequence, the group argues over what to do next. Tracy says that they should leave, but Maggie says that they can't leave without Steve. Tracy reminds her that they don't know what's out there, but Maggie says that Steve is out there. Joel agrees with her and says that they're going to find him. Joel's like, I'm good now. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it. What's weird to me is he saw the guts. Yeah. Yeah. Are we really just going to pretend that that wasn't probably your brother? That, that could sure. have belonged to yeah. any Steve out here. Yeah, any- <laughs> <laughs> we don't know. The DNA still hasn't come back. Yeah. <laughs> But Maggie immediately runs out of the cabin. But as soon as she does, Steve's slashed and mangled corpse swings upside down from the roof above, blocking her exit. So Pumpkinhead has a sense of humor. Oh, yeah. Because none of that is necessary. Not at all. There Uh, comes a point. Well, (laughs) there comes a point later where he's just doing like clown shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's just unnecessary. Yeah. This was uh, this was enough because I'm like, well, maybe he's like still murdering him up there. Yeah, yeah. And he just <laughs> he, <laughs> he just, just dipped down. Sl- yeah, <laughs> he slipped out of his ass. Yeah, but later on, it's like, oh, you're just having yeah. fun. You're a demon, dude. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he's awake now. Oh, that's yeah. true. He's like, I get to do what I want. So I've been saving these jokes up for yeah, <laughs> yeah. since '57. <laughs> <laughs> but Steve's body drops down as Maggie screams, and a clawed hand reaches down, grabbing her by the hair and pulling her up. The wind whips around them as they watch Maggie's legs disappear over the other side of the roof. Tracy runs after her, and Chris follows behind with the gun. But back at home, Ed hears all of this happening in real time. The room then goes hazy again, the colors becoming more saturated. Ed then watches through the eyes of Pumpkinhead as his claws slash a crude crucifix into Maggie's face. which again i was like why has he got so much character and like yeah where's your messiah it's like oh my god it's great you were you were listening um well he was by the tree yeah this this got me i mean speaking of like steve not really deserving what he got right maggie albeit slowly did try to help billy she did yeah (laughs) she tried to help little boy yeah (laughs) 
She did. She was in fucking like a catatonic shock right. when uh-huh. this happened. She didn't deserve this either. No, no. And then she gets her shit mocked and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and let me mock your beliefs on the yeah. way down. <laughs> like, God damn. Just seems like a lot. Yeah, but Ed didn't see any of that. He, he when he got there, it was just Steve. Uh-huh. Everybody else was already gone. You know what? And so, well, so to him, it looks like everybody took off just but fled. him. But again, Steve, this is why you're like they went to get help. Like he, no, he's I, just no, like, yeah, Man, he should have said something. Yeah. I don't know why he. Wait, so is Ed's blood like Steve first? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, I don't like, understand get that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't get how this works. I don't know. <laughs> Or is it? I mean, we learned something later because the myth keeps changing. Yeah, they, it does. they did it does. help. Yeah, Joel in a weird way, but they really didn't. I mean, yeah, when you think about I it, I mean, they were complicit to a point because Joel should not have gotten as far as he no, got. No, 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 and no. y'all allowed this yeah. to happen. So, I mean, stand up to your friends. I guess is the lesson I'm getting. What are the rules? Is all I'm trying. Yeah. <laughs> but we see Ed grab his gun before cutting back to the thick of it all. Tracy and Chris continuing to run in pursuit of Maggie. Chris asks if she saw something out there, and she thinks that she did, but she isn't sure. Meanwhile, Maggie lies on the ground at the bent back legs of Pumpkinhead, who smiles a fanged grin. Ed, now driving his truck, starts vibing with Pumpkinhead again, (laughs) (laughs) and his nose starts to bleed. Inside the cabin... He was vibing. He was. Yeah, he Which, was. Which, again, where I, was Haggis? I think he came a little bit. Oh, was, uh, my God. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, this is what it's like. It it's so, can it we have... There, T, for as much as you clutch your pearls, there was a running joke whenever we would watch a movie. If anybody screamed or made any kind of weird sound, T would go, is that how we... <laughs> is that how she... So well, th- I thought that when this, no. when this moment of vibing was happening. Hey, what we're not going to do. <laughs> is, Why you bring is, up old uh, shit? Throw my old jokes back in my face. <laughs> Order in this court. Oh. <laughs> anyway, inside the cabin, Kim covers Steve's corpse and cradles a silent and broken Joel. Ed parks his truck, snagging his rifle and taking labored steps towards Haggis's cabin. He makes it inside and immediately collapses to the floor. Haggis tells him that it'll pass and he should just let it finish. He begs her to make it stop, but she reminds him that this is what he wanted. He bellows, not like this. Yeah, I didn't know it would hurt me. <laughs> like, you never yeah. said that. Now you got a lawsuit on your hands. Yes. <laughs> but he says that he now sees that it is wrong. But Haggis says that there's nothing she can do about it, and it just has to run its course. She asks if he thought it would be easy, neat and clean and painless. She calls him a fool, but a resolute Ed says that if she won't help him, he'll just do it himself. Not as supportive as he hoped, Haggis (laughs) tells him that not only will he fail, but he'll die too. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Haggis. (laughs) Appreciate it. Now, this made me laugh, but he says, God damn you. And she goes, he already has. <laughs> <laughs> Just let him finish what he's yeah. doing, man. I'm, here, I'm <laughs> all the way here for Haggis. Yeah, that's a, that's a great line. <laughs> but as Tracy and Chris continue their search for Maggie, Kim hears a noise outside of the cabin. The camera lifts over the kitchen counter to reveal Maggie's body being held up outside the window in the whipping wind. 
Lightning strikes as Pumpkinhead pushes her face to the window before eventually crashing through it. He he puts her body on the counter and then he just backs away like you guys can yeah. keep that. <laughs> I fucking love that. It's like what? What was that for? I don't Here's know. Your trash. Yeah. <laughs> it's like oh my god. But Kim faints and Joel approaches the body as it bleeds into the kitchen sink. Uncertain of his next move, he eventually grabs a machete from the counter and heads outside. Once out there, he finds Steve's dirt bike at the end of the porch, just kind of smoking and busted. Yeah. Well, clearly Pumpkinhead has sabotaged the vehicles. Yeah. Um, she faints and he just gets up and leaves. Yeah. <laughs> he fucking just took off. I thought you were the good guy now, dude. Yeah. Well, she's fine. Where she is. <laughs> just play dead. Yeah. But Joel screams into the night, I'm the one you want. But after getting no reply and not being scooped up by a monster, he retreats into the cabin. Crickets chirp in the silence as Joel notices flashing lights coming from the hallway. He slowly creeps toward it, but with a low rumble, out steps Pumpkinhead. Standing at least eight feet tall and drool pouring from its mouth like a xenomorph, Pumpkinhead reaches for Kim's body, but Joel attacks him with the machete. He doesn't even get one slash in, though, because Pumpkinhead just grabs his arm and throws him back. Yeah. You had to know. Yeah. You really think <laughs> that thing, you think that that's going to be a fair fight, that you have any chance? And seeing it now. I'm yeah, like, no, come yeah. on, dude. I was like, yeah, I'm, you can have her. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Kim. We're sorry for all we did. <laughs> but Joel tumbles over the counter, only able to watch as it then grabs Kim by the face and drags her away. He rushes outside, meeting up with Tracy and Chris, telling them that it took Kim. They don't really understand the concept of a monster. <laughs> yeah. They still think it's some kind of man, but Joel tells them that it's a thing. But the group rushes off to find Pumpkinhead perched in a very tall tree, holding Kim by her head. The group watches as from a great height, Pumpkinhead lets her go, and she falls to her death on a large rock. The midsummer treatment. Yeah. yeah. But Chris pulls Joel away from Kim's body, telling him that they have to go. Just then, Ed arrives at their cabin with his rifle, finding the corpses of Maggie and Steve. He's very <laughs> underwhelmed. <Yeah. laughs> it's just like the Gordon Ramsay. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's all he really gives it. It's really not. Again, we need bigger. Like, yeah. <laughs> it's like these people have been through this before. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's just almost hilarious to yeah. be honest but he sits in a chair kind of reckoning with the choices that he's made before finally standing up and leaving the cabin and i do think like if he wasn't given these like pov treatments yeah i think that he would have just let it happen and like read about this in the paper yeah, tomorrow yeah. yeah but instead since he's seeing it but then again that's kind of a flaw on Pumpkinhead's part yeah because even if you watch like killer for hire stuff the people are always like no no don't tell me when you're gonna do it yeah, yeah. but Pumpkinhead's like no you get a front receipt <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> which is really you, counterproductive well, you made you this decision yeah. yeah it is what you asked for but this is how you get people to try to stop you yeah Pumpkinhead's like I'm not doing everything <laughs> like, you're, you're, you're coming too yeah. I wouldn't even be awake right now <laughs> <laughs> But Tracy, Chris, and Joel continue on in the night until they find another cabin. They knock on the doors and scream for help, but nobody answers. After a while, Old Hill Woman, played by Madeline Taylor Holmes, peers at them through the window. Now, 
I was very curious about this actress because she's a named actress. Yeah. And it's a role that has zero lines. Yeah. And so I wanted to see what else she had done in the past. Mm. So unfortunately, this was her final role before she passed away. Oh. But she was in films in the past with Gregory Peck. Oh, shit. And Clint Eastwood. Whoa. God damn. damn. I was like, and you give her nothing? Yeah. Well, she's like, I just want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> she couldn't even be like, go away yeah. or whatever. You guys are having a lot of fun. Let me go. Yeah, let me, I want the pumpkin head you said. Yeah. <laughs> but I also read her brother Taylor was in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes with Marilyn Monroe. God damn. Yeah. And we just talked about it on Creep and No Sleep on Patreon. But her father was in the 1934 version of Great Expectations, <laughs> <laughs> and he played Pip. So <laughs> I could not mention that. But again, I was like, why is she yeah. not doing more? Yeah. But in a very strange moment, Chris asks Joel where Steve is. Joel says, now don't be mad. <laughs> <laughs> and Chris hugs him, and he tells him that Steve is dead. Yeah. We know all yeah. of this. I know. I know. And this happens again in a couple minutes. Yeah. Where I'm like, why are you telling us this again? Like, it's just double, like, <laughs> the audience, you're just, this is the padding. Yeah. Yeah. No, fair enough. Yeah. But the group continues on, eventually finding a parked truck. Unfortunately, it's locked. Hillman, played by Greg Michaels, spots them, though, and fires his gun into the sky as a deterrent. With his dog next to him, he forces Chris to drop his gun and tells them all to get away from him. Real quick, so you have a gun. Uh-huh. I have a gun. There's more of us than there is of you. Yeah. Why the fuck did you throw the gun down? He was like, you got a box. Uh, yeah. <laughs> just, just like, immediately. Just like, oh, okay, okay. What I, the fuck I are you know. doing? But then again, I mean, Chris has kind of been shown to not really stand up to anyone, really. Yeah. That's a no, fair yeah, point. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's uh, it's okay. I still think my problem with this is that this man should have been the man that they passed on the road. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because who the fuck is this guy? Like, yeah, get no, some, you're right. You know, this is where, like, again, I love the folk lore, yeah, like uh-huh. aspect of this. But after a certain point, it's just like it almost does feel like padding. Now that you said that, yeah, and then yeah. there's a moment. <laughs> we'll get to it. But it is the funniest shit I've ever. <laughs> but Chris tries to explain that something is chasing them and begs to use his truck. The hillman refuses and tells them to get off his land. After Tracy asks for help again, he says that he can't help them. They've been marked. Tracy struggles to understand, but this is when out of nowhere, Pumpkinhead makes its presence known. Hillman gets the fuck out of there. He even leaves his dog behind. I mean, don't leave the dog behind, (laughs) but yes, get the fuck out of there. But as Pumpkinhead slowly descends on them, it takes a bullet to the shoulder The group turns around to find Ed saving all of their asses. After another shot, Pumpkinhead falls back, seemingly dead, but this is clearly too easy. Yeah, no, y'all know better than that. (laughs) Come on. Pumpkinhead's like, I thought we were on the same fucking team. (laughs) Yeah, you hired me. (laughs) (laughs) But against the protests of his friends, Joel approaches Pumpkinhead's body and kicks it to see if it's dead or not. So fucking stupid. Oh, yeah. Not only... It took it in the shoulder, right? Yeah, it's not even... Not only that, the mere existence of this thing implies that there are supernatural things at work. Uh Uh-huh. He's like, no, by... Like, logically. He's like, like, (laughs) no, that's not... You're fucking dumb. He's like, this is that old guy in a costume. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, what? Don't walk over to it. (laughs) But he then shoots it in the chest, going all action hero, and he goes, it's dead. Yeah. (laughs) Come on, dude. Shut up. But of course, it's not dead. 
and it grabs Joel by the leg, forcing him to the ground. Ed, at the worst possible time, begins to warg out as Pumpkinhead again. (laughs) (laughs) And Pumpkinhead reaches its feet, holding Joel's rifle. Rather than shooting him, though, Pumpkinhead impales him in the gut with it. Yeah, Mr. Pumpkinhead, you're using it wrong. No, I was like, are you Gak? No. Here's your rifle. <laughs> <laughs> but Tracy and Chris scream as Joel is lifted from the ground and his neck is broken. Tracy and Chris then run away as Pumpkinhead kind of plays with Joel's jelly neck for a while. Yeah. I mean, why not? Uh, this is, I was like, Joel's really the one that we were after. So we're done now, right? <laughs> no. I'm afraid I've got some bad news, yeah. man. <laughs> but, and that was weird to me too, because you would think that he would save for last. Right. Yeah. He's I just mean, murdering. I, no, Joel, yeah. Joel needs to be first or last. Yeah. Like he doesn't need to be in the middle. I think as long as they go, you know, the job <laughs> gets but, done. Yeah. But poetic justice. One would no, think. Yeah, but. but very oddly, Hillman's dog attacks Ed, chomping into his arm, and it appears Pumpkinhead feels it a little bit. I, la- <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I laughed because the dog was like, did you bring his ass in? <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my, my dad told me to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> my, my thing is that this is the point that I'm realizing they're kind of starting to play fast and loose with the rules. Right. You're, yeah. like, you're like, fine, if, if you want him to kind of be a remote viewer to this right right that's okay but now his pain <laughs> now we're is pumpkin heads pain <laughs> yeah where the fuck when was that established <laughs> it wasn't okay but after her standard horror movie fall chris picks tracy up telling her that whatever is out there isn't gonna get them they scream for help as they continue running away but at the wallace's place mr wallace sits at a table with two uncredited women surrounded by random family members He calls Bunt away from the window, who says that he's worried about the animals. But Mr. Wallace assures him that it only kills what it is called upon to kill. He says, well, them and whatever gets in its way. Again, the rules are changing. (laughs) 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 And I think that was, I don't know if it was their way of letting us know that Ed's in danger too now. Yeah. Because now he's fucking around with Pumpkinhead. Yeah. Well, I mean, I I feel like it goes... You know what I mean? The reason that if I'm trying to get my job done and you get in the way, I kind of got to move you out of the way now. Stuff's going to happen. Yeah. Like it, it wasn't part of the plan. Yeah. But, you know, you wanted to fuck around. You no, found out, <laughs> you know. That's, that's the equation, <laughs> yes. I believe. <laughs> but Ethan tells Bunt to get away from the window and go to bed. Chris then begins banging on the door as Tracy begs for help. When the Wallaces pretend not to be home, Tracy slinks to the ground, cradled by a hopeless Chris. But back inside, Bunt goes to bed, but we see him getting dressed to leave. Essie notices this and asks what he's doing. After getting her to swear not to tell, Bunt tells her that he's going to go help those folks because he needs to know if it's all just a story. You should have told your sister that you're kind of the reason that this is happening. Honestly, yeah. yeah. I'm responsible, so I'm going to go check this out. (laughs) Well, I get leaving that part out. Yeah. I mean, shit. But he does assure her that their grandpa won't find out and promises to be careful before sneaking out the window. With a flashlight, Bunt gets the attention of Tracy and Chris, who are still having a pity party outside. Well, they were kind of crumbled. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get over it. Move on. But, there are other farmhouses. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just keep going. But Tracy recognizes him as the boy outside the grocery store. But Bunt immediately gets curious. He asks, did you see it? 
What's it look like? Is it big? Chris grabs him and he's like, who the fuck are you? I don't understand why he's being so aggressive when you've asked for help at this point and nobody's willing to even talk to you. And this dude at yeah. least is coming up to you and being like, I am acknowledging that this thing is real. Yeah. yeah. And he's like, who the fuck are you? And that, like, what, why? What confuses me is that this is the boy that you said, hey, to. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. You don't remember? I know it's been a long day. Yeah. <laughs> You're probably delirious from being in that pantry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but still dude that was my thing it was like you're being really rough with this kid yeah. and he's just trying to help he's you. the only one yeah but bunt reintroduces himself saying that he's trying to help him he says everyone inside heard them knocking and screaming but they're not gonna help because they can't get involved tracy and chris have plenty of questions but bunt says that they can't talk about it here but says that he'll take them somewhere that might be safe so they follow him cautiously but back at the Hill People farm, Ed approaches Joel's corpse and removes the rifle sticking out of his midsection. But instead of taking it to use against Pumpkinhead, he just throws it to the ground. Yeah. I was like, what? Yeah. Why'd you even do that? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you could have left that there. <laughs> he then kneels down and he holds Joel's head in both of his hands regretfully. He then stands up and that's the end of that scene for some reason. <laughs> 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 I thought he'd have more to say. Yeah, no. <laughs> like vengeance be thy or yeah. whatever. <laughs> Something. He's a man of few words. <laughs> like, yeah, he's dead. <laughs> That's just it. <laughs> but Tracy and Chris follow Bunt to a graveyard in the ruins of an old church building. Bunt says that they tried to start a congregation here a few years back, and it clearly didn't work out. But considering it's a holy place, that creature probably wouldn't like it here. For sure. He, <laughs> <laughs> he definitely will be mm -mm, deterred yeah. by such a holy oh, building. Foolproof, right? <laughs> for sure. But they head inside the skeleton of the old building, and they ask to know more about the creature. Bunt says that he thinks it's some kind of demon, and he didn't even believe in it before tonight. He thought it was just some story used to scare children, but tonight, when the sun went down, his grandpa gathered the entire family, told them some out-of-town folks had done something terrible, and that Pumpkinhead was going to be out tonight to get them. He says it's called that because it comes from the old pumpkin patch graveyard. Thank you for the <laughs> yeah. for the explanation, Grandpa. Well, they asked for more, and he's like, "No, if you want to know about his name, yeah." <laughs> we they I almost called him Vengeance. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the demon. <laughs> I just don't think this is important right no. now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. He's trying to share. I guess so. He's like, "And me, I got my name off a yeah. cake." <laughs> God, I'm fucking lightheaded. <laughs> we all got stories. Yeah. <laughs> but Bunt says that he doesn't know what they did, <laughs> but it must have been really bad. The old legend, which we have heard a couple times already now, says that if a man is wronged, he can summon Pumpkinhead to seek vengeance on his behalf. Tracy and Chris look uneasy, but it hits Chris, the kid from the stand. No. Really? <laughs> really man that's... no fucking way chris <laughs> bunt is a little confused why why i, I don't know <laughs> this is what annoyed me. i do not know why is bunt confused <laughs> but tracy explains what happened to billy and the realization hits bunt he took ed himself to see haggis the witch yeah Tr tracy's like well is his son okay <laughs> <laughs> 
Bunt says that if Pumpkin Head is <laughs> is after them, no. no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> and I'm I'm sorry, dude, but after after everything that's happened today, if I see something supernatural, I'm gonna assume it has something to <laughs> <Yeah>. do <laughs> with that fucking kid that Joel murdered. But maybe I'm crazy. And right. Bunt, you were there. His yeah. body was yeah. in the truck when you took him to. <laughs> Right, remember the ten bucks? Yeah, the crumpled ten dollar bill. This is what I'm like. (laughs) Do they think that we got lost? I don't know. (laughs) It's incredibly straightforward. But this killed me, and then I just okay. Please continue because (laughs) oh my god. But Bun asks about their friends, and Chris tells him that they're all dead. But with renewed vigor, Chris has a plan. He asks if Bunt knows the spot on Bradley Mountain where folks park their cars. Bunt does, considering he's a local, but Chris asks if he can take them there. Just then, the wind whips something fierce and lightning flashes around them. Light beaming through the splintered walls of the busted church, Pumpkinhead stands in the doorway. (laughs) Before we get into what is about to happen, (laughs) I just wanted to say I thought this was a really good shot. Yes. I really appreciated it. Yeah. yeah. The director of photography was Bojan Bazelli. Yeah. He shot the American remake of The Ring as well. Oh, oh shit. Right. Okay. So he's got a pretty cool filmography, but Pumpkinhead just stands there appearing unable. Yeah. Because it's holy ground. Yeah. Yes. He doesn't advance. You're like, oh, it's hollowed ground. But then it's like, nah, just fucking with you. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> and walks right inside. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> I fucking died. I was like, are you serious? <laughs> oh, the and then it only thing. gets worse. Yeah. Yes, it does. Because it takes labored steps. I was like, well, is he just slowing him down? Or <laughs> yeah. like the power of Christ compelling him a little bit? But no. The crew wastes no time finding an exit out of the back. But still in the church. <laughs> <laughs> Pumpkinhead drools as it advances towards the altar. It picks up a large wooden cross and looks at it a bit puzzled. But then it's like, stupid cross! And yeah. <laughs> just smashes it to pieces. He said, this is what I think of your story. <laughs> He's like, you really think I give a fuck about a cross? Yeah. I was du- This is for no one. No one is here but Pumpkinhead. Nope. It's for him. <laughs> he did it for us. And yeah. for us. Yeah. I got a well, lot of enjoyment. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm thinking, I'm like, honestly, he, sh- he really should just, he saw where they went. Yeah. Chase them. No, he took he took the slow way to yeah. stop and bust up this cross. It's just that this entire scene was based upon uh it didn't work out we built this church blah 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 like none of that came to fruition no he did not give a fuck about the church he did not give a fuck about the cross and the whole like standing your ground in the church he just fucking ran out like yeah this whole scene was hilarious to me and if you think about it the only information bunt shared we already know (laughs) (laughs) we knew already i'm like what is this It's I loved complete. it. I thought it was the best. <laughs> it's completely just superfluous. Oh, I yeah. was, I died. This was the funniest <laughs> thing to me. But Ed has made it to the Wallace's place and bangs on the door with his shotgun. He screams that they have to stop it and threatens to blow the door off of its hinges, but he's flanked from behind by Ethan and his rifle, so he drops his shotgun. Mr. Wallace comes out of the house telling Ed to get away from his home and his family. Ed does just that, leaving his shotgun behind. 
Oh, they're next. Uh, but they didn't. It's okay, Pumpkinhead. Come on. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, but they didn't. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, no. what can they do? Yeah. They're trying uh, to save well, their. No, comfort me. You know, give me, <laughs> give me a glass of wine or something. And then send yeah, me on my way. Then, yeah, feed me. You know, let me sit by the fire, warm up. You see, his eyes are all red. You know, let me give him some Visine. <laughs> you know, but it's like <laughs> it's really the least you could yeah. do. I think their transaction ended ended with the feed. Yeah, <laughs> I think. Uh, <laughs> But Bunt leads Tracy and Chris through the scraggly woods to the spot near Bradley Mountain. They reach a bridge, but find that the path is blocked by what I assume to be Chris's dirt bike. It's kind of undersold, but all the cars are flipped over as well. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but nobody, nobody really cares. Nobody gives um, a shit. <laughs> but Chris tries to start the bike, and it sounds terrible. Just then, Pumpkinhead appears out of nowhere brandishing the bike chain that i guess it removed listen listen. (laughs) this is when the movie took on a whole new extra corner for me (laughs) (laughs) well because it's like uh 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 it like looks at him not only do you know how bikes work yeah but you sabotaged it and now you're like (laughs) that is fucking fantastic (laughs) that is so funny i this is where the b movie (laughs) (laughs) has arrived They're like, we got you with the grief and the- uh, oh no, this was, I, I was fucking. I was like, yes. When I was, I was referring, very happy. When I was referring up top about getting exactly what you think you're gonna get, okay. This is the section that I was referring to. Fair point. Because once shit starts popping off, when this dude wakes up <laughs> and you know evolves from his fetus state, right? He, th- that's hilarious, dude. Like that is so fucking funny. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> But this is when Pumpkinhead just vaults Chris and the bike into the air, and he lands with a sickening thud. Tracy goes to help Chris, but Bunt pulls her away, and she really doesn't put up much of a fight. She doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Chris. <laughs> but as they continue on, they bump into Ed. He tells them to come with him and leads them to his truck. Meanwhile, Pumpkinhead is just toying with Chris, who is still alive. It steps on his spine and then drags him down the road. But Ed takes Tracy and Bunt back to his house and they head inside. Once inside, Bunt checks in on Tracy, who says that she's all right thanks to him, but she's going to go outside to talk to Ed. We get this odd shot of Bunt sitting pensively. Yeah. <laughs> there's somber music playing yeah. as well. It's like, all right. <laughs> Don't know what that was meant the to signify. Bun- <laughs> Bunt's taking this really hard. Yeah. I guess so. It's like I contributed to this. <laughs> Well, that means he's going to die now. <laughs> well, yeah, he's helping. Yeah. <laughs> but Ed is working on something with some propane tanks and Tracy approaches him. In tears, she tells him what happened to Billy was an accident. She asks if he can stop this or call it off. Ed straps on his flamethrower, lighting it up and tells Tracy that nothing can call it off, but he's going to send it back to whatever hell it came from. Or hear me out. Just give him the girl. Go tend to your store. <laughs> she wasn't bad. <laughs> she wasn't hey, Joel. The faster we get this over with, but pumpkin is, head, go back is, to sleep. This is the deal gotta, you've made. Yeah. yeah. Well, I guess JP's a man of his word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's like, do I regret it? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, but a deal. Sometimes. A deal's a deal. Yeah. You got to live with it. Have you seen that thing? I don't yeah. want him mad at me. No. Yeah. I've seen what it can do. Yeah. No, none of that. But Bunt sits alone in the candlelight and the camera presses in on him. But he immediately gets jump scared by Gypsy, who is just looking for. To, I, I, okay, I guess Gypsy <laughs> just wanted to be pet by someone. Yeah. Gypsy is going through it as well and has gotten no attention. <laughs> no, that's true. 
I personally, I thought that Gypsy was maybe wanting to unburden himself of the guilt of his selfish actions. (laughs) (laughs) He had no way of knowing that this is where we would end up. I disagree. But one thing I do want to say is that the jump scare really doesn't work because Gypsy looks nothing like Pumpkinhead. No. The music music wasn't even loud. No. No. It's just like a boy and a dog. Even they were like, we know. (laughs) We know. But Gypsy then begins to growl. It looks like... <laughs> Looks like Gypsy is showing his teeth, and I thought it was just like being racked with guilt. <laughs> Man, I gotta tell you something. Oh, God. Yeah. It was me. I did yeah. it. You had already left with your grandpa. It was me. <laughs> <laughs> but out in the workshed, Ed becomes disoriented, clearly feeling the presence of Pumpkinhead nearby. Just then, after traveling down a row of candles at the dining room table, the front door bursts open and we see that Pumpkinhead is standing there holding Chris. Like a puppet. Yeah. <laughs> In all fairness. Did you, okay, there's this sound that comes up a lot whenever we see Pumpkinhead. Right, right. And do you remember in the thing when we see the tentacles and it's like, yeah, yeah. that sound? Yeah. I feel like that sound is used here. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I yeah. Can, yeah, I yeah, can see it, that. It's something that I think that, they, that they've that they used in other movies too. It must be. It sounds very, I'm like, I know, I've heard that before. Yeah. yeah you can't claim this yeah, for Pumpkinhead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But Pumpkinhead just throws Chris down, who attempts to crawl away. In the flashing light, Pumpkinhead creeps into the house, searching for his next victim. It rips a closet door open, but doesn't find anyone. Then it acts like it's leaving, but then returns with haste (laughs) 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 to move clothes out of the way and find Bunt. He's like, gotcha, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) You thought. Yeah. (laughs) But Ed regains his footing, turning to face Tracy, his nose bloody and his eyes white. Tracy screams and runs outside where she finds Chris. Pumpkinhead then drags Bunt outside, but Ed rounds the corner with his flamethrower at the ready. Somehow, he gets some tubing caught on a nail and accidentally impales himself in the shoulder with a pitchfork. Yeah. That would be me. But who leaves a pitchfork know. like that? Listen. It's like <laughs> desperate it, times. Yeah, it's, <laughs> um, yeah. it's like putting a knife blade up in the dishwasher. Yeah, that, I don't. Yeah, and be like, whoops. You're just asking for trouble. Yeah. Yeah. But Pumpkinhead and Ed lock eyes, and Pumpkinhead, we see now, is starting to look like Ed. Yes, he is. When was this part of the deal? (laughs) I never heard this. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, y'all have been hinting at it, but okay, now we're we're doing it. (laughs) It's not not enough that he's feeling the shit. Like, (laughs) he's got to become Pumpkin Ed. Like, it just seems, (laughs) seems like a lot, but... Ed finally comes back to himself, tossing the flamethrower so he can remove the pitchfork from his shoulder. Pumpkinhead smiles as Ed rushes to his truck and reaches into the glove compartment to retrieve a gun. Tracy, however, scoops up the flamethrower and blasts Pumpkinhead to no effect at all. It walks right through the flames and grabs Tracy by the throat. Ed, however, cocks the gun, but then he holds it to his temple and we hear a gunshot. Ed stumbles out of his vehicle, collapsing onto the ground, and since they have some kind of psychic connection, Pumpkinhead does the same. But somehow, this isn't enough. Pumpkinhead lurches up and grabs Bunt by the ankle, holding him up. Tracy goes for the gun and looks over at Ed, and he reaches out to her, begging her to kill him. She fires at him, and as his life slips away from him, Pumpkinhead collapses to the ground. So, I'm a little confused. Uh Uh-huh. Would because Bunt wasn't on the list. No, I guess technically we've got this caveat now that it's anybody who intervenes yeah. in any way, so you know it widens the scope or whatever. But 
would Pumpkinhead have kept going until Ed died? Or I, I, I don't I th- fully understand. I think he's killing everyone that's involved. Yeah. Honestly, maybe even Ed because he's fucking with him too now. Yeah. That's why I'm, it becomes unclear for me personally. No, I agree because it's like, well, but you're also becoming Ed. Yeah. <laughs> so, you are Ed or you're going to kill Ed. I don't, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand. But Bunt checks on Chris, who is also there and in a lot of pain. The camera pulls back and Pumpkinhead suddenly bursts into flames. Maybe- <laughs> <laughs> that was just insulting yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was unnecessary it made me laugh because she tried to burn him already yeah but he's like no on my terms I, yeah. exactly. <laughs> i'll tell you when i can catch fire <laughs> but later that night we see haggis at the old pumpkin patch graveyard she places a corpse into the open grave on the large mound but as she fills it in with dirt we press in on a necklace around the corpse's neck the necklace that Billy made for Ed. Mm. Yeah. We fade to black and the credits roll. So what did you guys think of Pumpkinhead? I really enjoyed the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, some of the acting and voiceover stuff or like the <laughs> dub. You know what I mean? It wasn't. Uh, it was OK. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I I really enjoy pumpkin head like the creature and the lore and all that uh i wish they would have explained a little more in the movie yeah um and not having to watch the other ones but i guess that's a way to get you to watch the other ones but i did enjoy the movie just his his creature design and the way he is able to get around and it looks like he's moving really slow you know classic slasher just kind of walking around but it doesn't take away from him being scary you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. yeah, he's thin, but he's big. You know what I mean? He's tall as fuck, and then he's a fucking demon. Uh, I guess my only like thing that I could say a gripe about the movie was just kind of the story, or kind not so much the story, but like the way things kind of happen. And yeah. it's like, uh, all right, like you said, one cut was just that was it. That was end of the scene. <laughs> I was like, all right, okay. yeah. You said for cool. some reason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> guess we're done with that. Uh, <laughs> A little of the repeating kind of thing, yeah. telling us the same thing. We got it. You know what I mean? You don't. You don't got to tell us again. We we're watching. It's mm-hmm. pretty straightforward. Uh, but other than that, I I can't wait to dive back into the series of these later. And uh, this was a. Th- if you haven't seen it, I'd suggest at least watching it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Giving it a, a one one time and see if you like it or not. Check out the rest of them, or just kind of like this is you know what it was. I seen enough, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I agree. I This was a lot of fun. Like, I had more fun than I should have, I think. And I have an even greater appreciation for it after talking about yeah. it. I just have to specifically shout out that moment at the church because <laughs> that was just, that brought me so much joy. Yeah, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and how cool he looked. He did. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. know you mentioned something real quick. You mentioned something earlier about the lighting and everything. Where I really noticed it was when Ed was going into the barn and he just had I guess he was going in there to get the flamethrower and he had just that lantern. Yeah. And all you seen was really where that lantern was light was lit up yeah. or was like pointed. I was like, cool. I feel like I'm there. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Or like I'm like, okay, where's this fuck he's going in? You can't see shit but that lantern. <laughs> 
I was into the movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I felt like that helped it because if it was, if I was able to see everything really clear, it'd be like, oh, it's not that dark. You know what I mean? <laughs> really, you really need that lantern? Like, like you're, that? Yeah. You're not in peril. Yeah. <laughs> but it's seeing how the lighting was and then like how it worked with everything, I, I really appreciated that. Right. Yeah, no, there were some really great shots. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think the music is really great. I think Lance Henriksen oh, does yeah. a really, really great job of most of the time making Ed Harley feel like an actual person. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, Pumpkinhead looks phenomenal. Mm. Oh, yeah. The practical effects, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, they lose me at a lot of the repetition. I don't know if it was padding or thinking that the audience maybe d- isn't fully understanding what's right, going right. on. But there is a lot of over explaining of <laughs> some aspects and complete oh. no explanation. Yeah, yeah, for That's very fair. Um, this is just it's a lot of fun. I had fun with it. Uh, I'm really glad that we covered it because it has not really been on my radar as something to watch. Not really. But um, I had I had a lot of fun. <laughs> is this the greatest <laughs> film I've ever seen in my life? It's not. No. Mm-hmm. Is it completely well rounded with like, the with totally fleshed <laughs> out story? It's not. Not either. <laughs> but it is. It's fun. Yeah. I, I think my th- I was kind of surprised by this one. All right. Because it started out way different from anything I expected. Right. Yeah. And then it kind of became closer. Exactly what <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was odd to be a part of that, I guess, transition from one to the other. Right. I actually did like it. Yeah. I, I would say that this is a good decent movie yeah probably wouldn't graduate to great for me personally right yeah i think it's just because there's so much that i would change or would have done differently no yeah it's really not a bad creature feature not at all i think i am just kind of left with some questions as well yeah i mean the the ending alone i think is is a really good ending yeah and it sets up you're like oh shit what does that mean is ed harley the new pumpkin head yeah right. you know it's kind of cool but, right. he, and but he's at the also same a time baby. yeah <laughs> <laughs> why is why, why do i see his ribs <laughs> why is he the empty man like i don't understand like what i'm confused i don't understand well well remember when they first got pumpkin head he was small too he was so you had to feed him the shit you know the so gerber is, to get him to grow the gerber. And, <laughs> the gerber? Yeah. this is just the process right but so how I'm, much time has passed like did she go to that farm and collect ed's like tiny corpse yeah <laughs> like and they left it there. like i just there's right. a lot of questions so if too if <laughs> pumpkin head lit on fire did ed light on fire too i don't know did I he mean, feel it or is it only a, why is, didn't he is it a like, one-way yeah, street I don't, I don't know man like ed <laughs> can only make pumpkin head feel pain but pumpkin head's like what the fuck yeah. like can't do anything backwards nobody did though did he like stab his leg and i missed it <laughs> <laughs> no every time he did anything ed was like Whoa. oh yeah <laughs> no, so he, he just feels the good stuff <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I don't know. Yeah. They've not like explained they've not it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I I don't know. It was it was fun. I think, but I mean, fucking you know, in 1988, Pumpkinhead B movie. Yeah, you yeah. expect fun. Oh, for sure. And if you get that, that's good. Yeah. But I think we can go into ratings. Yes. For me, the positives really start with Lance Henriksen. For sure. Gives a great performance. I did read in that interview, they had said that in one of the earlier drafts of the film, after the first act, whenever he goes to Haggis and all that stuff, that was going to be the end of Ed. We were not going to see him again. Oh, wow. Yeah. What the fuck? And then I guess it was just going to be like a slasher film. Yeah. From that point on. He's like, well, my job is done. (laughs) (laughs) I got the witch on board. Uh, Pumpkinhead's (laughs) risen. I'll see you later. (laughs) 
but I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad he's still here. Yeah, for sure. Because I think he lends it. He keeps it grounded. Oh, yeah. Because if it's not grounded, then it where? Because I don't give a fuck about these teenagers. No. So I don't really care what uh, happens. Yeah. Either I don't give a shit about them, or I actively hate them. Yeah. <laughs> Depending <laughs> on which person it is. So and yeah. Neither of those are good. Yeah. No. no. Pumpkinhead, do your thing. Cause yeah. <laughs> But I, I do love the idea of the folk tale, even if it's a bit uneven. Yeah. Um, I think the creature is fantastic. Yes. Oh, yeah. You got Lance Henriksen and this creature, and those are really the biggest. For sure. For me. Like you said, the music is good as well. I, it's a decent emotional story, even if we get told the damn story. Yeah. <laughs> several, <laughs> several times. But on the negative side, the tale... <laughs> really becomes a hat on a hat on a hat <laughs> yeah <laughs> because you think it's just about vengeance you know and then he's got to deal with the guilt of having uh, sought this vengeance yeah but instead it's like oh no he can see this oh he can yeah, yeah. oh no he can also feel this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what wait what and then it's like oh no pumpkin head turns into him <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like what nobody ever said Pumpkinhead's right. like no i'm proved <laughs> yeah. it's like when the fuck when was that established i was not told but um Again, the end is cool in theory, but it still just leaves me a lot of questions. Yeah. Uh, the repetitive nature of the plot, which I think is really used just to pad yeah. the runtime. Um, and I got to say, I know it's probably ridiculous, but I, I kind of wanted a pumpkin. Yeah, that's uh, not ridiculous. I, <laughs> I really wanted a pumpkin. But um, for me, on a scale from one to 10, Victims of Vengeance, I came here with a score and I think I'm going to give it an extra 0.5 because I do think that the emotional weight added to the start of this film. Yeah. This film, it's, it, it's, it did not need it. Like it's, yeah, <laughs> they, they did that shit. Yeah. And it was actually pretty effective. So for me, out of 10 victims of vengeance, I'm going to give Pumpkinhead 6.5 victims of vengeance out of 10. It's a fun movie, but, um, we got worries, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I'll now open the floor to you. Uh, I I agree with you about uh, uh, everything really. Like I I, the movie. The only thing for me is like the movie is what it is. You yeah. know what I mean. And I I think the only thing that saves like which of course is Lance, but also Pumpkinhead. Right. And it's like to me is like he looks so badass. And then it being practical effects. Oh yeah. Like, oh man, this is this is great. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um. Yeah, the whole adding details to the, you know what I mean? Oh, the 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 lore and everything. It's kind of like makeup as you go. I get it. But <laughs> I, I felt like she did warn him and she told him, look, this path is only going to cause death. True. Yeah. So this is, I am I feel like that's what she was telling him. Look, you're going to get your revenge, but at the end of this, you, you pay for it. So that's why he's the next pumpkin head. Okay, you did it. Now you you replace him. He fulfilled his oath. Now it's your turn. Mm -hmm. He did what he needed. Now when you're called upon, that's your job. See, I love the way that you just said that. What, explained it? Yeah, because <laughs> oh, okay. I did not. I mean, like, I guess you can glean that from the ending and I don't need to be spoon fed. But the way that the story is told, it's like they just keep adding shit. Oh, yeah. And so I, I feel like even maybe Clayton had a necklace that we right. saw on him at the beginning. And then pumpkin. You know what I mean? Right. Or like a birthmark on his hand or something. And then Pumpkinhead has a thing on his head. You know, anything that could infer 
Right. This is what you saw when you were a kid, and now you're in this cycle now. This is the powerful price. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Anything yeah. that could like connect that childhood experience besides the fact that he's just like, oh yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, that's it. That's all we got. Yeah, no, I, I, I just that's that's something for me. I wish they would have yeah. just maybe elaborated out a little bit just better. a yeah. little more. Give me a little more of that so that we're not guessing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, but for it does have a tiny soft spot because this is something that I remember from a kid. Okay, you know what I mean. Like I said, not necessarily the first movie, but Pumpkinhead. Period. You know what I mean. I did watch the second one more, and I did the first. But I feel like it's just the character Pumpkinhead. Uh-huh. It's like I remember this motherfucker from you know being scared as a kid. I was like man, dude's crazy looking. <laughs> but I mean, because really, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, being he eight is. years old he and is. seeing that, she was like, "What the fuck is That's that?" A lot. Like, oh man. But for me, on a scale from one to ten, victims of vengeance, I'm gonna give Pumpkinhead a seven point five. I enjoyed and what threw it who what made it better for me was when he like when he had the chain and he's like ah psych <laughs> yeah i was like oh. that, that i was like yeah, he played dead for a minute and he's yeah, like bitch get over here he did. i yeah. was like he's hilarious oh no yeah <laughs> he might not be able to talk but he is a demon uh-huh. he does know what the fuck's going on still so i feel like if if it would have been like a mindless killing or like a beast it probably would have been a little more like oh, okay you know you're just killing because you're running on instinct yeah. But he's a demon. He knows what the fuck's going on. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So for him to play pranks and do all that, it's like, <laughs> fuck yeah, there, there you go. <laughs> you got to respect yeah. it. Um, I agree with both of y'all. I think that we all kind of have the same issues narratively. Yeah. Um, I love how he looks. I love Lance Henriksen's performance. I even love his kind of thinking better of the situation yeah. and trying to rectify it. On the flip side of that, Joel, I <laughs> I really didn't appreciate what they tried to do yeah, there. Like, that was honestly that kind of pissed me off because I'm like, I did not forget. Like no. you yeah, really that's... hammered at home that this dude's a piece of shit. Yeah. And then just flip the script. You know what? Yeah. I'm gonna be good now. Yeah. It's like, no, um, that bothered me. <laughs> um, and it's really funny. I came here with the score. I still have that score. Yeah. And I knew, I swear when I sat down, I knew everybody's score. Really? And I've, I've been right. <laughs> like, I knew that this was going to happen. So on a scale from one to 10, Victims of Vengeance, I am right in the middle. What I the gave fuck? Pumpkinhead seven out of 10 Victims of Vengeance. I'm sure that people listening guessed that this, yeah. <laughs> that this is what I was going to I'm not special. <laughs> but um, this was a lot of fun. And I, I expected fun. Yeah. I do appreciate the like weightiness in the beginning, but it is kind of jarring <laughs> when, that, <laughs> when that's dropped completely. Well, I mean, I I feel like it is needed because he is, he just wants revenge and he's like, I don't yeah. care. I don't care. I, give me my revenge. You know what I mean? Look uh-huh. what happened to my son. And then like you said, once he realizes what the fuck he asked for, he's like, whoa, and then hold he's, on he's now. grooving reviving yeah, with been, pumpkin head and then he's like you know what yeah hold this on. is a Shit. fucking mistake that didn't feel good at all yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well that's all from us at pod mortem what would you rate pumpkin head and what should we watch next let us know on twitter at the pod mortem don't forget to follow us on instagram and like us on facebook be sure to follow each of us on twitter at travis mwh at blood and smoke and at real streeter 84 
please consider pledging to our Patreon and stay tuned until after the music for a special thank you to our Wendigo Gitter patrons. And remember, while revenge may seem like the best option, it might be wise just to patch things up. Until next time. Thank you for staying tuned. We want to give a very special thank you to all of our Wendigo Getter patrons. Woo! Hey! Yeah! yeah. Hey. Ow! <laughs> <laughs> a special thank you to... Chris Ontiveras, Kristen Lofton, Megan Martinez, Kimberly Bass, Sophie Hodson, Anthony Jerome M., Jordan Nash, Kent Morton, Guy54, Lala Thomas, Travis Anissa Hunter, Miguel Myers ATX, Jennifer Perez, Pierre Lombard, Allison O'Neill, Carissa, TJ and Angie Bronson, Gabrielle Trevino, Spooky Mom, Andy Teague, Aplin Ontiveras, Karima Rhodes, Antonio Huerta, Kimberly Kleindienst, Will Brown, Sydney Smith, Osvaldo Soto, Jonathan Booth, Bobby Holmes, Donna Eason, J.D. Rizak, Molly Gerhardt, Armand Spasto, Aaron Aguirre, Eggy, William Barry, Brittany Ramatar, Charity Oxner, Amanda Six, Mandy Rainwater, Eden, Jordan Roberts, Dylan, Melissa Sierra, Holly Bryan, Jordan Blevins, Liz Heath, Spencer Montalvo, Pancake the Panda, John Ramos, Michael Newding, Alexis Roberts, Dan Laveau, Itzy M, Gary Horton, Amanda Aliff, Leisha Olivier, Kate Lamp, Carlos in Sydney, Jessica Hunter, Helena Rudder, Alan Johnston, Mariah, Livy Fun, Mandy M, Scott Troutman, Mozzie Bear, Brittany G, Dave Burke, Adrian Stakes, Craig Kowalski, Beth, Daniel McGinnis, Nick Spill, Emma Hagel Kissinger, Ashley Weidman, Angelica Cornelius Witt, Valerie G, JSL, Emiliana, Brian Glass, CB, Maya Noches, Taylor Santana, Will Lewison, Angelique, Smelly Poo Poo Head, Beth Bauer, Ben Coons, Cookie, Esperanza J, Jace OKC, Joshua Rumley, Danielle Peralta, and Hannah R. Woo! Thank you guys so much. Yeah, yes. thank you. Unbelievable. Yes. We appreciate all your support, and we hope you all know that you are too gourd to be true. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Until next time.